0: Before us, the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations, a new world order. New world order.
1: New world order. This is a moment to seize. The kaleidoscope has been shaken. The pieces are in flux. Soon they will settle again. Before they do, let us reorder this
2: world around us. A new world order. A world where the United Nations is poised to fulfill the historic vision of its founders.
3: Nevertheless, the United States is in a key position. To shape this so that the problem of the Bush presidency will be the emergence of a new international order.
4: The first decade of the 21st century that out of what is will be seen as the greatest restructuring of the global economy. Greatest restructuring of the global economy. Greatest restructuring of the global economy. A new world order was created.
5: <laughs> Documenting the crisis of our republic.
6: The very word secrecy is repugnant. ...in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies,
4: to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings.
5: Waging war on the new world
4: order. The councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex.
5: This is Govern America with Darren Weeks and Vicki Davis.
7: From FEMA Regions 5 and 10, this is Govern America. Vicki Davis is here. I'm Darren Weeks. It's the 22nd of April, 2023, and they're calling this Earth Day. So, welcome to the broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. On every Earth Day now, I try to have a tradition of reminding everyone, uh, just in case you forget, because the major media will never tell you, that the founder of Earth Day, Ira Einhorn, composted his girlfriend and is now in prison. And that's something that, uh, a little tidbit of history that just keeps getting lost every single year when everybody promotes Earth Day. He was uh, an environmental activist and very active on the front, uh, instrumental in starting uh, Earth Day. Uh, and uh, he, uh, But he, like so many other so-called environmentalists, uh, liked to compost people. Uh, and, and by that I mean both physically, literally, and metaphorically, because today they're composting us in different ways. Uh, they would like to kill off the population in order to save the Earth, save the planet, at least that's the excuse. Now, really, it's population control by the multinational billionaires who run the world. But uh, Ira, Ira, Ira Einhorn was a tool. And uh, and and I think it just really goes to serve, you know, it illustrates what kind of person these people are and how reflective of the entire movement. I'm an environmentalist. I think we should uh, be careful not to litter. Uh, I think you know. I don't want to see the Earth destroyed. Uh, you are a fool if you want to poop in your own living room. Uh, but at the same time, we know that these agendas are being pushed not for the real purposes that they are presented for, but it's all about population control. And so, yeah. every year, what, y- what I have year to was people, that that Ira Einhorn
8: murdered his girlfriend? I know he traveled all over Europe before they caught him
7: um let's see what year i've I've got a nbc article which back to their credit they actually did an article on it they won't talk about it now um it was i think it's about right right around 1977 i think okay uh let's see well we'll just share a little of this i wasn't going to spend a whole lot of time on it but ira einhorn was on stage hosting the first earth day event at the Fairmount Park in Philadelphia on April 22nd, 1970. Seven years later, police raided his closet and found the composted body of his girlfriend inside a trunk. So, 1977 would be when that happened. Uh, September 9th, I think, 1977. Uh, he went back to his apartment. Uh, had, you know, he sh- had shared w- with her in Philadelphia. Actually, I think he lured. If a memory serves me co- correctly. Her, her name was Holly ha- Helen Maddox. She was called Holly Holly Maddox, and uh, they had, she had tried to break up with this guy, and he lured her back, as I recall. So, anyway, that's that's the deal there. <laughs> yeah, and I should it. not chuckle about that story and and read it. Well, it'll be in the show notes. It'll yeah. be in the show notes. Because it's
8: important. The reason why I was wondering is because I was thinking about this Marxist movement that's going on in the country, and it seems to, at least to me, it seems to have derived from uh, the studies of different groups of people and every group of people that do not fit into the norm, what you would call the norm, whatever the majority is of the norm, um, they uh, have been turned into victims. Hmm. You know, whether a society, society is to blame for their, quote, disability
7: yeah. or not. You know, yeah, uh, they victimize people all the time and they turn around and, and you know, they, when they throw a punch at you. Well, they're the victim. And yeah, we have to understand them. Uh, and, and, and one such, quote unquote, victim that's throwing punches at us is Chris, Kristen Cinema. I don't know if you've heard about this, but she's uh, introduced the Improving Digital Identity Act of 2023. This is the, uh, I think, probably the Real ID Act, or the uh-huh. Real ID. Anyway, it's, the, you know, because I remember us, we were talking throughout the Patriot movement, throughout the Patriot broadcastings, uh, you know, all the different broadcasters, several years ago about, you know, Cattle ID and... uh and, and and corresponding with that was people ID, Real, the Real ID Act, and National ID. This is something I remember all the way going back at least as far as the Clinton administration. They were wanting to get a national ID system in mm-hmm. place. It probably it, goes it, back. It, further it would than be that.
8: the um, carbon-based ID. Any mm-hmm. because live, living creatures are all carbon-based, right? Yep. Okay, yeah. So so they it would seem logical that they would want to have a database of all carbon-based beings so that, you know, they they would know what our carbon footprint is.
7: Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, And also so that they can manage us in every way, shape, and form, our carbon footprint. But not only to know what it is, but to control it, you know, control your spending, control every aspect of your life from cradle to grave. That's really what this is all about, as you know.
8: Yeah, well, you know, when you uh, spend money, you're um, probably increasing your carbon footprint, And so you know there has to be a penalty for that, because you know there there is man made global warming, is about how much carbon there is in the atmosphere, right? Got to reduce that carbon.
7: Yeah, well, that's what they say it is, but at the same time, (laughs) go
8: with go with me. I can't go with it. (laughs) I can't
7: go with it. That's
8: what they're saying is. Come on, go with me on this insanity.
7: yes, come with me on my journey to you know to as as the men in the white coats chase me uh <laughs> or or should be anyway, but this digital ID act, Leo Homan writes about this uh, the bill was introduced march twenty first and was ordered to proceed out of committee on march twenty ninth without amendments and with a favorable recommendation. It states, and he quotes from the bill I'll have the entire bill. I do have it here uh in front of me. It's uh, it's S eight eighty four S eight eighty four. They uh, say to establish a government wide approach to improving digital identity and for other purposes. Can they ever have a bill in Congress without the "and for other purposes" written on the front of it?
8: Right. Well, that's a
4: <laughs>
8: it's pretty a convenient phrase, you know.
7: Yes, uh, and everything else. <laughs> so just to summarize here he you know he says the bill the the bill states quote the lack of an easy affordable reliable and secure way for organizations businesses and government agencies to identify whether an individual is who they claim to be online creates an attack vector that is widely exploited by adversaries in cyberspace and precludes many high value Transactions from being available online. Really? Does it? Really? What? Uh, I wonder what the, those would be.
8: Was yeah, there I, a hearing on this? I'd like to hear what those other high value. I've
7: never, I've never heard of any high value transactions being uh, denied. That's that's interesting. Uh, incidents of identity theft and identity fraud continue to rise in the United States, where more than two hundred ninety three million people. Were impacted by data breaches in 2021. That's- well,
8: they put it. They put every damn thing in the world on the on the internet. Government has breached our um, privacy and our trust uh, by by putting private information online and or making it available to private corporations. Right. So really, this is this is a government created problem. I've been thinking about that in terms of uh, property theft. Mm-hmm. You know, stealing your title. Well, if if the counties had not put property records online, this wouldn't have happened. Um, if you, as it used to be in the past, you had to go down to the property records office and do a manual search on those files, nobody nobody could steal your uh property
7: or it would be very, very rare. Well, I don't even know if they even have a proper chain of custody for a lot of this stuff because uh remember we've talked over the years uh, about the MERS database mm-hmm. and uh it, it it you know it sounds like those, yeah, everything is being uh, recorded in such a way that it's not—you uh, can't even trace it back to who who properly is supposed to be owning it. I mean, yeah, I, well, that that I mean, was due to that's for mortgages. They put
8: the MERS database up so that properties could be traded as tranches of mortgages. Yeah, and and so they separated the the mortgage from the actual property itself. So your property, if you have a mortgage, your property could be traded a hundred times. So you don't know, you know, who who has the actual paperwork on your property. Yeah, I
9: mean,
7: yeah. That- I, I remember us talking about that, but I it, it shouldn't be the case for properties that are not. Uh, mortgaged uh, anymore. I I remember when we paid off our mortgage, um, we ended up, you know, normally they're supposed to send you the note in the mail. I never got it. I just, I I no longer get anything from the uh, financing company. But
8: uh, you got to go down to the uh, property records office in your county And check and make sure you have a clear title.
7: Yeah, I think I will do that. Because there's
8: no guarantee. If they didn't... um,
7: I may have to get a lawyer. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Anyway.
8: Which for for anybody that is going to pay off your property, you probably should get a lawyer involved just to make sure that all the uh, I's are dotted and the T's are crossed.
7: Well, you're supposed you to be able to title. send in your final payment and get the note back. You know, uh, that's what – people used to have parties burning those, uh, you know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how it works anymore. Like you said, everything's being done so much electronically anymore that uh, it's it's kind of difficult to even know if – And And the thing is you can't
8: trust – corporations anymore you can't trust banks you can't trust any business to actually follow the law because we don't know what law they're following are they following international law where there is no law or you know are are they following state law you don't know what law they're following
7: Right. And in case you're just joining us, uh, you haven't listened to Govern America before, Vicky and I talk a lot about how U.S. law is being supplanted by international law. Uh, everything is being transferred to the international level. Uh, and it's like the United States has kind of become a, somewhat of a skeleton of, of you know, the, the, the structure still appears to be intact, but what they've done is they've mirrored at an international level every federal agency uh and federal laws uh and made it in in light of you know and basically harmonized the United States law with international stuff so that the United States could just go away and and everything would be essentially continue to run in, in a certain fashion in accordance with international law cuz it already is uh, our our countries being it 's all been very well orchestrated and very well designed to transition us. You hear a lot of about transitioning uh, but in this case they're they're transitioning us to a a, a global order, a global mm-hmm. order which is supposed to be something of a conspiracy theory yet yet as our open to this show demonstrates the conspiracy theory is is not a theory at all. They talk about it all the time in all of their documents everywhere. They talk about it all the time in their, all their think tanks everywhere. And now it's just the mask has come off now. I don't think they're trying to pretend anymore that it's conspiracy theory. Um, they're telling the people about it pretty much openly now. I mean, it's, it's not something... I remember how shocked I was when George Bush used that phrase, New World Order, in his speech. You know, you remember that?
8: I do indeed. I it, it made the hair on the back of my neck stand up, and, and honestly, I didn't know what he was talking about in terms of a new world order, but it didn't sound right. It didn't sound good to me.
7: Well, just from a Christian standpoint and the one world government and everything, uh, I knew it was a serious thing. Uh, I was very naive at the time, didn't know anything near what I know now later on in life. But I I did know it was is very significant, at the very least from a religious standpoint. But this this digital ID is also very uh, significant from a religious and a secular standpoint because they want to number everybody, you know, and that goes into the mark of the beast and everything else. Uh, This uh, this bill that we were talking about uh, a moment ago, this uh, digital ID Act. Improving Digital Identity Act of 2023, introduced by Kristen Kristen Uh, Sinema. S884, listeners, pending in the Senate right now. Uh, This this bill, uh, it establishes a public-private partnership to bring the digital ID system into being. Uh, oh, that- really?
8: Public-private partner. See, th- th- that goes along with the New World Order. Mm-hmm. They, they um, since the post-World War II, they have been uh, turning regions of countries into customs unions, and under the customs unions, they harmonize all of the definitions of prod- products and services. And they're building databases for each type of uh, commodity. Each type of uh, and people are commodities under this system. See, we're on. We have a supposedly constitutional-based government, but with the customs union, they overrode that. Mm-hmm. And and since it's an international agreement. And nobody has challenged it. It overrides our constitutional government. Um,
7: I, I don't entirely I don't really agree with that because it's illegal under under the Constitution for them to do it.
8: Well, I, I don't believe that it does, but what I'm saying is okay. they are acting as
7: if okay. it does. Amen. I because agree with you on nobody
8: that. nobody has challenged it directly. Yes. So no, I don't believe it does, and I think the entire uh, this entire international infrastructure is unconstitutional. They they basically stole our country right out from under us through these international agreements and this international organization called the United Nations. That is a communist organization.
7: Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, and there, there's people that say that, you know, uh, the international agreements supersede the Constitution. That is not true. Uh, and mm-hmm. we've knocked that, we've debunked that argument many, many, many times in the past. I know you're, but, not, you're but not saying you've got
8: that. to take it to the Supreme Court and get a decision from the Supreme Court that says that. Because our government, everybody is acting as if.
7: Yeah, well, at this point in time, I don't trust the Supreme Court to come down on the correct side of anything, including that. Uh, well, I wouldn't argue with you there. By, by the way, it is interesting. I find that they're going after Clarence Thomas now, the best justice on the Supreme Court. He's been very, uh, very um, consistent, more consistent than any other justice, and now they're they're going after him in a major way. It's it's remarkable to watch this all play out, you know. Mm-hmm. At a time when gun, you know, a lot of gun rights stuff could end up landing at the Supreme Court, uh, they're 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 trying to go after Clarence Thomas. If they're, if they're successful at taking him out, by the way, uh, they'll be going after other ones as well. Uh, so make no mistake. I mean, the original strategy, the original idea for packing the court. I think they've uh, probably for now given up on that at least as far as I can hear I haven't heard any th- noise about that. So the strategy seems to be now to pick them off one by one. That's what I'm thinking that they're going they're trying to do. Uh-huh. Uh pick it, by picking them off, I mean just going after them you know trying to find any kind of quote unquote corruption uh you know charges or anything at, that they can because you know the constitution keep in mind listeners it it, it says that it's a lifetime appointment, but it's upon it's on condition of good behavior. So there is that wiggle room in there. If they can say that they are they don't have good behavior, then they can uh, they can recall them. Yeah, and and these
8: people, these communists that are doing this, they have zero integrity.
7: Absolutely,
8: <laughs> absolutely zero intellectual integrity. I mean, it's just. Um, They will say anything. They will do anything.
7: So this uh, Improving Digital Identity Act says the public and private sectors should collaborate to deliver solutions that promote confidence, privacy, choice, equity, accessibility, and innovation. Got to throw the equity in there. Mm -hmm. Uh, The private sector drives much of the innovation around digital identity in the United States and has an important role to play in delivering digital identity solutions. Now, Leo Homan says, The bill references the Bipartisan Commission on Enhancing a National Security, National Cybersecurity, which has called for the federal government to create an interagency task force directed to find secure, user-friendly, privacy-centric ways in which agencies can serve as one authoritative source to validate identity attributes in the broader identity market. This action would enable government agencies and the private sector to drive significant risk out of new account openings and other high-risk, high-value online services, and it would help all citizens more easily and securely engage in transactions online. The above section of the bill is extremely vague and left wide open for bureaucrats and technocrats to require a digital ID to perform any function considered high-risk, high-value online services, up to and including logging... uh, On to the Internet. And I think that's coming, too, by the way. Uh, Yeah, it probably
8: is. um...
7: Yeah, globalists with ties to the United Nations and the World Economic Forum have for several years advocated a digital ID requirement as a way of removing so-called, quote-unquote, disinformation from the Internet. Once everyone has a digital ID, it becomes easy to restrict everyday human movement and activity based on one's social credit score, like in China which Klaus Schwab has stated is the model for many other nations. If your score dips below a certain point, you're now a high-risk individual and your digital ID would simply be flagged. The government working in collusion with big tech in their ongoing public-private partnership simply blocks you from logging onto the Internet. You no longer you no longer have a bank account, get a driver's license, receive health care, obtain a passport, or uh, you just can't do commerce because... For one thing, stores are disappearing. Uh, that's the other thing. There's a lot of brick and mortar stores that are that are disappearing because of the oh, internet. a
8: tremendous number. And and in the town that I'm living in, there is a mall, but none of there wow. are none of the stores. They're all like hobby stores, Michaels and um, Hobby Lobby. Just crap stores you know that that really uh, are totally useless to me
7: yeah well i've i've, I've I, I watch videos of a of a guy sometimes uh, there's a guy that does tours of these abandoned buildings and many of them are malls he just goes in there i don't know how he gets in but he he, he just goes in there and uh and and does it you know he he respects the property and everything but he just walks around and looks at how how the malls have decayed and uh some of the relics of the past that that are still there and uh it really it's quite depressing actually yeah
8: well and have you have you ever tried online shopping like oh. ordering something from uh, oh yeah of course well with clothes my experience has been that you get crap.
7: Yeah, I don't do it for clothes.
8: <laughs> yeah, they don't, uh, they, they don't send you the right thing. They uh, misrepresent what they are sending. Yeah, you can't try it on either. Yeah, you can't try it on. You can't uh, uh, feel the material. You, mm-hmm. I, I bought this, um, uh, what I thought was a, a nice top. You know, um, but when it got here, it the material was so thin. It, it was like, I don't know if you've um, ever had a T-shirt, like a white T-shirt, yeah,
7: hold, hold, hold. Hey, Ricky, that, that hold, hold, has been washed hold for your touch. like we, we 15 got, years. Hang on, we got to take the, the break. Hang on. Story
10: oh. Bill. Bill was a normal guy in his 50s. He had back surgery about two years ago. Bill was in a lot of pain. He dealt with his pain by taking the Percocets his doctor prescribed for him. Bill took more and more and more of them to help with the pain until one day the prescriptions weren't enough to get rid of Bill's pain. Then one day Bill found someone to help him get rid of the pain with illegal drugs he didn't need a prescription for. Fast forward to today. Bill lost his job and his family. The only thing he does have is his drug dealer. If you know Bill's story and you don't want to end up like Bill... Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline right now to get away and get treatment. 800-360-0314. 800-360-0314. 800-360-0314. That's 800-360-0314.
11: In the classic science fiction novel, Brave New World, people are little more than products, which are cloned, drugged, and developed in mechanical wombs. Sound far-fetched? Recently, scientists unveiled the first artificial womb. Many hope it will eventually be used to grow embryos for their organs. These human embryos would not only be scavenged for parts, but killed. We can move toward a brave new world, or we can build a humane world free from human exploitation. Which do you want? This has been a perspective on life from National Right to Life at
12: nrlc.org. There are a ton of social networking websites, but one stands apart for a very special reason. This one saves lives. It's MatchingDonors.com. MatchingDonors.com links organ donors with people in need of kidney and other transplants. In the U.S., 22 people die each day waiting for an organ transplant, most of them for kidneys. If you've ever considered becoming a living organ donor, or if you're someone in need of an organ transplant, visit MatchingDonors.com, home of the greatest gift of all, the gift of life. Matchingdonors.com.
13: No offense, but are you a little fat when you look in the mirror? How would you like to learn the secrets to lose 3 to 5 pounds a week easily without joining the gym or going through any crazy diets? It's called Body Sculpt by Med Diet. For the last two decades, we've been helping people just like you that have pounds they want to shed. We've helped millions of people lose thousands and thousands of pounds over the years. And now it's your turn. Learn the secrets of how to lose weight with one simple phone call. You'll see an amazing difference in a matter of days. Don't believe us? We'll offer you a money-back guarantee. If you're ready to start losing weight right now, call right now to learn more about your risk-free order to Body Sculpt. Call for your risk-free
10: offer. 800-784-1942. 800-784-1942. 800-784-1942. That's 800-784-1942. Are you retired like me and you just found out you owe the IRS a ton of money?
14: Well, what would your life be like if they took your retirement savings away from you? They can do it and your property. If you owe the IRS back taxes or you haven't filed in a while, the tax relief line is here to help you. They can stop the IRS from taking your retirement savings. If you qualify, you could have your tax bill reduced to zero. That's right. If you're retired and you owe the IRS a lot in back taxes, you could have your entire tax bill reduced to zero due. The IRS has now hired thousands of new employees, so they're ready to come after you. Don't let them take your retirement savings or property. Make this free call now.
10: 800 590 4933. 800 590 4933. 800 590 4933. That's 800-590-4933.
5: Where the spooks go to find out what's really going on. This is Govern America.
7: All right, we're back. This is Govern America. Continues to be the 22nd of April 2023. Uh, GovernAmerica.com is the website for the show. That's GovernAmerica.com. Vicki Davis is here. Vicki, go ahead give your information out. And then uh, you were telling a story before the break hit, and I want to give you a chance to continue doing that.
8: <laughs> okay. Uh, my website is thetechnocratictyranny.com. Uh, the older website is channelingreality.com. My email address is on both websites. And I have to retract my oh. statement of last week that I was not going to... Uh, renew the old website. Okay. And the reason for that is because I'm not sure what would happen to my email address.
7: Oh. Which
8: is, you know, the... Um,
7: Eyes wide, O-O-P-E. Oh, o- o- yeah, the
8: domain is uh. the, my old website. So I have to resolve that problem. I, um, GoDaddy's uh, email account was messed up by... Uh, Microsoft this last week, and so I lost my email account for like a whole day. I couldn't get in, and so that made me think about the uh, email address. So that's why I'm I'm going to renew it at least one more year.
7: Well, that's interesting. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, yeah, GoDaddy, <laughs> they're a mess. Uh, and
8: they are. They they were. Uh, bought by some corporation and i kind of suspect it might be microsoft
7: that bought them they're very steeped in esg as well uh i was just reading something yesterday matter of fact i found a mother load of esg information there is actual an actual news source that's all they cover is esg news i think it's mm-hmm. esgnews.com will or I'll, I'll get to that in a moment but uh the senate bill We were talking – did you finish – you didn't finish your story, though. You were talking about – Oh, yeah.
8: No, I just wanted to say the material was so thin. It was like, you know, they recycled cotton, um, you know, too many times. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then, you know, started making uh, women's tops out of it. Anyway, it was just pure garbage.
7: Yeah, probably sewed together by some uh – some little child in a sweatshop in a foreign country. I mean, yeah. I'm sure, Indonesia probably. Yeah. So this uh, Senate Bill 884. Just to finish this up here, real quick, it states that uh, the task force uh, will establish and coordinate a government-wide effort to develop secure methods to improve access, and enhance security between physical and digital identity credentials, particularly by promoting the development of digital versions of existing physical identity credentials, including driver's licenses, e-passports, social security credentials, and birth certificates. So this is assigning everyone very much the same way that the social security number was assigned to every American. This is assigning you a digital ID. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's right out of the uh, Globalist World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab's pronouncement in his book, uh, The Great Reset. Uh, they, yeah. they, and, and the thing is, that, as
8: it said in the article, public-private partnership. Mm-hmm. So the government, the Congress, provides the law and it's implemented by a private corporation that is totally... Uncontrolled in terms of your private information, they can buy it, sell it, you know, whatever.
7: Yeah, yeah, it's, exactly right. So S eight eighty four right now pending in the Senate. Uh, it's something to be paying attention to. That is the, uh, you know, Kristen Cinema uh, sponsored legislation to
8: isn't isn't she. Wasn't she one of the Democrats who,
7: who switched over to Republican? I think she's went independent now. I think I saw Is that somewhere. she independent? Somewhere. Yeah, but she's still, you know, it doesn't matter what she, what letter she has off her. You know, really, in, in in many ways, these people are are, are kind of the same. Uh, there's a few that stand out. At least they appear to stand out as being good people. But uh, even those, I question. You know, are they putting on a show? I don't know. Uh, yeah, well, I, if I, I hope... were,
8: if I were a betting person, my bet would be show. <laughs> yes. And that's yeah. on both the Republican and the Democrat side.
7: Well, on the Democrat side, I think they're, uh, w- when they get up there and they're indignant g- genuinely uh, about the fact that they're like communism isn't being pushed forward fast enough, I think they're sincere on that. Uh, but that's just the problem that we face. We have very few allies, uh, real allies. in in government officials, uh, government at any level, really, state, local, and
8: federal. Right. Everything that's happened has been, through legislation, passed by the Congress.
7: Yeah, and in the meantime, we have, uh, and they continue to fund it, even the bureaucratic and administrative state. The Republicans control the House of Representatives. They could starve funding for much of this stuff, uh, and they should. You know, and just cut it off, cut it off, cut the funding, kill it. But but Will where they? in the world would they get their billions for campaign? Uh, and that's the point. They like to raise money on all these issues. Mm-hmm. If they deal with real problems, then they can't raise money on them. In the meantime, yeah, I
8: remember when uh, Justice Roberts was up
7: up uh, for nomination
8: to the Supreme Court and the whole selling point on him was that um he was pro life well he wasn't any any such thing he was a corporate attorney
7: he was a he was a whore i'm and, sorry yeah
8: and but... he'd never uh taken a public stand on abortion so yeah, uh, so that was that was
7: totally deceptive. So many of these characters are presented one way, and they turn out to be completely the opposite way. And in the meantime, we have from the IBM website, Vicky. This one's you're, you're going to love this. Moderna and IBM, Moderna and IBM. Now they're talk about a marriage made in hell. Moderna and IBM are exploring quantum computing. And generative AI for m r n a science uh-huh, let that one sink in they I think
8: s- actually they've been doing it all along. they're just coming coming out as it were,
7: maybe, yeah, probably so, but the mm-hmm. fact that they're admitting it this was uh something just two days ago, April twentieth uh IBM came out with a uh with a press release and it says moderna." A biotechnology company pioneering messenger RNA, mRNA, therapeutics and vaccines, and IBM today announced an agreement under which Moderna will explore next generation technologies, including quantum computing and artificial intelligence, to advance and accelerate mRNA research and science. See, people were, uh, people in the patriot, you know, the truth movement, uh, ha- have been talking about. How they want to inject you with nanobots that can be programmed to do certain things to you. <laughs> and it looks like the conspiracy theorists are right once again, Vicky, Isn't that huh. incredible?
4: Because they're coming right up.
7: This is on the IBM website. The quote. Since our inception, we have always strived to be at the forefront of cutting-edge technology, leveraging innovations to deliver the greatest possible impact to people through mRNA medicines, unquote, said Stefan Benzel, chief executive officer at Moderna, quote, We are excited to partner with IBM to develop novel AI models to advance mRNA science, prepare ourselves for the era of quantum computing, and ready our business for the these game-changing technologies we are aiming to for breakthrough advances with quantum computing so we are investing now in building a quantum ready workforce to be fully prepared to harness the power of this technology IBM's purpose and this that was the end of that quote in the beginning of uh, IBM's quote IBM's purpose is to be the catalyst to make the wor- world work better why <laughs> Yeah, you need, the, you need, you need uh, to work better. You need to work better, Vicky. They don't think you work good enough. So you need to be uh working better. Work, oh yeah, it's
8: it's the continuous improvement loop, the, uh, is it the Oda loop or something like that? It's uh you know, continuous improvement so the the human condition is not good enough, so they have to um, continually improve it. But what they did is that they they took the proteins and the elements of uh, DNA and they assigned codes to them,
9: mm-hmm.
8: and they can operate on the codes you know, doing anything that they want. But then, of course, they've got to test it on people and see how that works out.
7: Yeah, they say in this press release, Moderna and IBM scientists will apply MOL former, an AI foundation model that can help scientists predict a molecule's property and could help them understand the characteristics of potential mRNA medicines. What I want to know is when they inject you with an AI-programmed uh, injection, uh, what's what could these things be programmed to do? Stop your heart, maybe? Yeah,
8: well, I think all we have to do is look at this whole COVID scandemic mm-hmm. and what it's done to people because uh, a lot of the um, vac- the formulas for the vaccines – came from Moderna, and uh, so they were genetically engineering people. And I don't think it's worked out really well. What do you think?
7: I think a lot of people have resisted, and I don't think that they have uh, planned for that to happen. Well, they didn't get the whole population, but they did get a lot of people. Well, it's worked out great if your goal is to kill people. Uh, if you, if your goal is to uh, cut the population by 10 to 15 percent, like Bill Gates said in his speech, Innovating to Zero, what was it, 2015 that he made that speech? I think so. I I don't remember. 20, I, I think it was 2015. He did a TED Talk. You can find it on the Internet. We've played clips from it before. I won't do it now. But just type in uh, into a search engine. uh Bill Gates, Innovating to Zero, and it's in the first five minutes of the speech. I, I've shared it with uh, people I work with, uh, and they're like, yep, there it is. You yeah, know. well, and that's uh
8: reduction of carbon, right? Carbon in the atmosphere.
7: Yeah, so, exactly. Exactly. Yes,
8: so they use uh, I mean, you know, that's how you know it's computer people, because they speak it in symbolic language. You know another yeah. thing
7: that we uh, another thing that they do also. You know you're talking about uh, genetic engineering and everything and uh, how they're using these technologies to program people and, and what have you. Uh, apparently, we you know anybody that's been consuming pork has been consuming mRNA injected stuff more than likely. Uh, increasingly, they are injecting these livestock with mRNA technology. So uh, Mercola, uh, Joseph Mercola was asking, he put out an article, how long have you been consuming gene-therapied pork? Uh, He he says, for the last couple of years, he says, I've recommended not eating pork due to its high uh, linoleic acid content But there's an even bigger reason to avoid it now. Since 2018, he says pork producers have been using customizable mRNA-based vaccines on their herds. Oh, my God. Michelle and I have uh, taken to uh, buying local when it comes to meat. I love pork. I absolutely love every form of it. But uh, this is terrifying, actually. And I guess the only thing you can really do... Is do your best to avoid these things, uh, just like the genetically engineered stuff. You know, yester in, in years past, it's been it was genetically modified stuff. Everything being GMO. Now it's the mRNA, and on top of the GMOs, and the GMOs, you know, kind of modify you as well in some way. At least that's the fear. So, ah, man. It's,
8: this, it's, the, this is like a nightmare it is. world.
7: Yes, absolutely. Uh, the, the, he says the very first RNA-based livestock vaccine, a swine influenza, which is A3, a three designed to treat H3N2 RNA shot, licensed in 2012, was developed by Harris Vaccines, the company I've never heard of them. Uh, the company followed up with an avian influenza mRNA shot in 2015. Harrisville's vaccine was acquired by Merck Animal Health later that year. And uh, then there's something called CureVac. They developed an mRNA-based rabies shot for pigs in 2016. The swine vaccine program, uh, Sequivity, introduced in 2018, was developed by Merck in partnership with Moderna, who now has partnered with IBM, as we just talked about a moment ago. Uh, Sequivita or sequivity can produce endlessly customized vaccines, none of which undergo safety testing. Americans have been eating pork treated with gene therapy for nearly five years already, and even more of our meat supply is about to get the same treatment. mRNA lipid nanoparticle shots for avian influenza are in the works, as are mRNA shots for cows. Lobbyists for the Cattlemen's Association recently confirmed they intend to use mRNA vaccines, quote unquote, uh, in cattle, which might affect both dairy and beef. Now there is there is one good thing about this, and uh, you know I want to encourage people a little bit with some good news. There is a bill in the Missouri legislature right now, Missouri bill. 1169 it would require labeling of products that can alter your genes it would also require <laughs> companies to share information about the potential transmissibility of gene altering inventions or interventions and asserts that fully informed consent must be given for all vaccines gene therapies and medical interventions and and, and the reason why this is so important that this bill passed in Missouri is because once the information is out there then Um, you know, it, you know, truth is truth, regardless of where it comes from. So even if it comes out of one legislature, you know, if if one, if they have to label it for one, are they going to label it just for that one? And, and, and the information will at least be out there for everyone. So hopefully the lobbyists won't shut that down. You know what they,
8: you know what they just did with that, um, there was a program that was proposed, I think, in uh, 2009, and I will be putting it up on my new website. Um, It was called uh, From Farm to Table. I remember that. And it required farmers and ranchers to um, keep full records on every single animal on their farm. And um, it's a computer system, and of course, that costs extra money, and um, it turns a farmer or a rancher into a data entry person, just like they've done with our doctors. Um, and, you know, just keeping track of every, every single thing that happens to an animal on a ranch or, or a farm. Right and so um it, it's kind of a dialectic in a way or a or a uh, forcing function you know the announcement that they're going to be putting all of this genetic engineering crap into our food supply um then forces the function of the information systems to keep track of every single thing uh you know so that you can so that a, a farmer can sell his animals or his food with a purity stamp certified purity no no dna modification
7: yeah yeah exactly
8: uh, and that's the model of how everything is changing they're they're using the media to terrorize people and that generates the forcing function for the information systems.
7: Apparently, the Chinese are at the head of this uh, whole thing as well. They're, they're already loaded cow's milk with mRNA uh, exosomes uh, and have successfully uh, immunized mice, supposedly. According to what we're told, Peter McCullough wrote an article about that. That'll be in the show notes as well. But this isn't a new idea. Having uh, vaccines in food. In fact, several years ago, I predicted this would happen, and uh, that, you know we'd be getting medicine in our food supply. And because it, you yeah, know, you just, just, see just it on freaking the wall.
8: brilliant, isn't it? You've got a, a man who weighs two hundred pounds, and you've got a two-year-old that weighs what? About eighteen pounds, <laughs> and. And so they're getting the same dose of vaccine in food. I mean, how how freaking stupid is that? Well, they don't care. That is insane. That is
7: criminal. It's brilliantly evil if you want to kill people. And I I just keep coming back to that. You know, there was an article on the NIH website. In fact, it's still there. NIH, National Library of Medicine. National Center for Biotechnology Information, government website, nih.gov, where they have the edible vaccines page. Vicki, this is actually on the NIH. So people can call me a conspiracy theory if you want. We deal with documentation on this show. Every week, we do deep dives in documentation. Other people flap their gums. Other people skim the surface. We go deep, and we talk. We share documentation. And that's what we have right here. Uh, in recent years, they say on the NIH website, edible vaccine emerged as a new concept. Now, this is from 2013. October 22nd, 2013 is when this was dated. Uh, and it'll be in the show notes. In recent years, edible vaccine emerged as a new concept developed by biotechnologists. Edible vaccines are, 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 are sub, subunit, subunit vaccines? I'm not not familiar with this word, subunit, maybe, subunit, I'm betting, vaccines are where the selected genes are introduced into the plants and the transgenic plant is then induced to manufacture the encoded protein. Foods under the application include potato, banana, lettuce, corn, soybean, rice, and legumes. Yeah.
8: You know what? It makes me wonder, where are they hiring from? Where are they they hiring their scientists from? Are they scraping the bottom of the intellectual (laughs) barrel, you know, to get these people who should be locked up in a mental institution?
7: Well, the term Operation Paperclip comes to my mind. Uh, you know, I, I think they probably brought them into the country. Uh from some of the uh Mengala program that was going on back in the mm, day yeah yeah, uh, yeah. you know cuz this is this is nothing but genetic uh, engineering and uh human experimentation experimentation Crimes against humanity amen amen foods under the under such application you know potato banana lettuce corn soybean, rice oh i got a whole thing on rice i'll get to you in a moment as time progresses Uh, They are easy to administer, easy to store, and readily acceptable delivery system for different age group patients, yet cost effective. This is the NIH saying this in 2013. Edible vaccines present existing possibilities for significantly reducing various diseases such as measles, hepatitis B, cholera, diarrhea, etc., mainly in developing countries. However, various technical and regulatory challenges. Need to be overcome in the path of this emerging vaccine technology to make edible vaccine more efficient and applicable. Uh, this chapter. Yeah, you know, those people in developing countries better hurry up and get educated. Well, they're not just doing this for developing countries. No, I you know, know that this is for all of us. They it, it, see they always start out experimenting on those who don't have the means to defend themselves. They always start out, just like Bill Gates, you know, killing off a bunch of African people because, hey, you know, that's what that's what they like to do. For all the talk about uh, helping underprivileged people, under, helping people of color, uh, those are the first targets. Those are the first ones that they go after. Those are the first yeah. ones that they try to kill off. They, they experiment on them first because these people are the everyone that's pointing the finger at you for being racist they're the racist s o b s that the, the, the most racist on the planet you know they're the ones that have the population control you know i'm talking about the rockefellers the rothschilds the uh the gates you know his father was ahead of planned parenthood where do you think they put their planned parenthood offices They put them more in black neighborhoods than they do anywhere else. There's a reason for that. (laughs) Because those are
8: the people they want to kill. Oh, but it's racist for you to say that. For you to notice (laughs) that.
7: I'm defending them, actually. I know, I know. (laughs) Now they want to kill all of us. And that's the point. That's why all these racial divisions are idiot. You're an idiot if you try to divide on the basis of race race. Because if you don't realize that we're on this thing together, I don't know what to tell you. All right, we're out out of this hour already. Flew by. Two more hours to go. We'll hit the ground running. Hour number three.
13: Hour number two
7: is straight ahead. I'll try to keep it straight here. We'll be
13: back. No offense, but are you a little fat when you look in the mirror? How would you like to learn the secrets to lose three to five pounds a week easily without joining the gym or going through any crazy diets? It's called Body Sculpt by Med Diet. If you're ready to start losing weight right now, call right now to learn more about your risk-free order to Body Sculpt. Call for your
10: risk-free offer. 800-784-1942. 800-784-1942. 800-784-1942. That's 800 784 1942. Are you retired like me? And you just found out you owe the IRS a ton of money?
14: Well, what would your life be like if they took your retirement savings away from you? They can do it, and your property. If you owe the IRS back taxes or you haven't filed in a while, the tax relief line is here to help you. They can stop the IRS from taking your retirement savings. If you qualify, you could have your tax bill reduced to zero. That's right. If you're retired and you owe the IRS a lot in back taxes, you could have your entire tax bill reduced to zero due. The IRS has now hired thousands of new employees, so they're ready to come after you. Don't let them take your retirement savings or property. Make this free call now.
10: 800-590-4933. 800 590 800 That's 800
2: family news. I'm Robert Thornton. Hunter Biden's lawyers will meet with Department of Justice officials, including a Delaware U.S. attorney next week, according to two federal law enforcement officials familiar with the matter and as reported by Fox News. The meeting was requested by Biden's attorneys weeks ago and has nothing to do with the current revelations of a whistleblower, Fox News was told. Hunter Biden was being investigated for two misdemeanor tax filing charges, a felony tax evasion charge, and a false statement charge over a gun purchase, Fox News was told. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is having a hard time matching former President Trump in terms of voter support and political endorsements for the Republican presidential nomination. Here's Fox's Chad Pergrup. Ron DeSantis once led
15: former President Trump, but now Trump is thumping a prospective field of 12 GOP contenders. A Wall Street Journal poll of 600 likely GOP primary voters shows the former president at 48 percent. DeSantis, 24 percent. Republicans kept Trump at arm's length in 2016. But not now. Former President Trump secured the endorsements of 59 House and Senate members, 10 from Florida. Only one member from Florida supported DeSantis, freshman
2: Laurel Lee. Governor DeSantis is not an official 2024 candidate as of yet. President Biden and Speaker Kevin McCarthy continue to be at odds over the debt ceiling. The White House calls McCarthy's debt limit proposal a stunt. Democrat Senator Joe Manchin said it's been more than 78 days since Biden met with McCarthy and said it's a deficiency of leadership. McCarthy appeared on Fox and pushed back against the Biden administration. Why won't the president sit down? What is he afraid of? All the time before people have.
14: He's treating this list like he treats the border. He wants to ignore the problem and hopes it goes away, but it will not go away. Every day we're putting America at risk. This president has the opportunity here to solve this problem. Otherwise, he's going to bumble into the first default in our nation's history.
2: Here's White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre earlier today.
15: We do not want to negotiate on this. We want to make sure that they do what they did the last three times uh, and avoid default. They need to put that bill, uh, put a clean bill on the floor uh, so that we do do not continue to hold the American economy hostage.
2: President Biden joked about himself today at the White House.
16: It's really very, very dull when after all these years in public life, you're known for two things. Ray-Ban sunglasses and chocolate chip ice cream. <laughs> very dull president. But uh... Biden is rumored to be making an announcement
2: this coming Tuesday about his plans to run for president again. A well-known ministry leader fondly remembers a worldwide Christian leader the world lost this week. Here's AFN's
12: Charlie Butts with the story. George Verwer, founder of Operation Mobilization, died this week at age 84. GFA World founder K.P. Johannen first encountered Verwer in his small village in India when he was 17, and Verwer was speaking.
6: That was the time when I heard, I mean, he was maybe 30 years old, uh, I think a skinny American, and he was weeping uh, before the 400 people crying out for the lost, suffering world without Christ.
12: His invitation to the crowd was come, die, and live. Johannan recounts that he knows of Christian leaders who write about missions while living in $10 million houses. He visited Verber within the past year in London and observed quite a comparison.
6: And went to his house, found him living in a two tiny room, books everywhere, and He never bought any clothes for himself. Somebody gave it to him. And he took me to a place driving in an old, beat-up car, and that hardly worked.
12: He said he realized that Verwer was one of the greatest Christian men living or not, yet he lived like a pauper. But he never condemned other people, including the Christian leaders living in multi-million dollar homes. I'm Charlie Butts. And that
2: is a wrap on news this hour. We do thank you for listening. CAFN.net for more. Have a wonderful weekend. For American Family News, I'm Robert Thornton.
0: We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. New world order. New world order.
1: New world order. This is a moment to seize. The kaleidoscope has been shaken. The pieces are in flux. Soon they will settle again. Before they do, let us reorder this
2: world around us. A new world order. A world where the United Nations is poised to fulfill the historic vision of its founders.
3: Nevertheless, the United States is in a key position to shape this so that the problem of the Bush presidency will be the emergence of a new international order.
4: The first decade of the twenty-first century, that out of what is will be seen as the greatest restructuring of the global economy, greatest restructuring of the global economy, greatest restructuring of the global economy, a new world order was created.
5: Documenting the crisis of our republic.
6: The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society, and we are, as a people, inherently and historically. Opposed to secret societies,
4: to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings.
5: Waging war on the new world
4: order. The councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex.
5: This is Govern America with Darren Weeks and Vicki Davis.
7: From FEMA Regions 5 and 10, this is the second hour of Govern America. Vicki Davis is here. I'm Darren Weeks. And it continues to be the 22nd of April, 2023, Earth Day. As we are documenting everything going on here, uh, the control, the way the establishment, New World Order crowd, billionaires at Davos are trying to turn the screws into the general population. And many people have awakened far too late, in my opinion, but... They have awakened, while we have the other half of the country, uh, basically uh, controlled and by the ideology of Marxism. Uh, that's the way I see it. If you're if you're not uh, awake by now, you're probably controlled under the uh, uh, under the control of Marxist ideology, and you think all of this stuff going on is good, and for your well interest. Anyway, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you know, we were sharing before the break. Uh, a, a an article that was on the uh, National Institutes of Health website on edible vaccines. Now, I don't know how anybody could really think that this is a good idea. As you pointed out, Vicki, dosage would be an, an issue. But, uh, are you still there with us, by the way? Yeah, I am. Okay, just making sure. I, I'm trying not to go <laughs> ballistic. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, and then, and then we have this situation yesterday where our drooling, increasingly incoherent excuse for a president uh, just came out and assigned an executive order, uh, committing us to environmental justice for all. Uh, they, they had a press conference outside of the White House, and uh, this is this is really this was a 22 minute press conference. Uh, well, at least the video was 22 minutes long. It was close to 20 minutes because Biden can't be at a at a function longer than that and even be even remotely coherent. Uh it's barely he's barely able to do that uh for 20 minutes. He kind of made sense a little bit uh although he he often wandered around, you know, I mean in his in his speech he uh kind of he leaves sentences hanging, he interrupts himself, he mumbles and uh, it's really weird watching him try to give a speech publicly, but uh, he managed to get it out. Uh, and this is really so. I boiled down after you get past all the backslapping, self-congratulatory statements. Uh, you know, stand up and take a bow. You know, all of this nonsense, and you know the self-stroking uh that, that they do at these functions when they when they're so so proud of themselves that they've accomplished something. Uh, it really boils down to probably about oh I would say a minute and a half maybe is really the thrust of this speech. Anyway, here it is. Under this order
16: Environmental justice will become the responsibility of every single federal agency. I mean every single federal agency. That means every federal agency must take into account environmental and health impacts on communities and the work to to prevent those negative impacts. Environmental justice will be the mission of the entire government, woven directly into how we work with state, local, tribal, and territorial governments.
7: Okay, are you listening to that?
16: yeah uh,
8: environmental I'm, I'm, uh, justice trying to figure out what justice would be for a concept
7: yeah uh he's he's saying they're going to frame this they're going they're going to put environmental justice at the center of everything for all these federal agencies, the entire federal government, and how they work with state and local government so what what are we talking about here funding funding. So, I, as I see it, more than likely what they're going to do is use the carrot-and-stick approach, where if a certain state or local government won't implement this so-called environmental justice, and what does that mean exactly? What does that mean? Uh, I think it has to do with equity. I think I
8: think it, it has to do with they make it up as
7: they go. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that, too. Anyway, uh so I backed it up a little bit to hear that part again about the state and local government, and then we'll continue.
16: Negative impacts. Environmental justice will be the mission of the entire government, woven directly into how we work with state, local, tribal, and territorial governments. This is an order that directs the federal agencies to address gaps in science and technology. For example... There's a lot we still don't know about the quality of people's wastewater or the air they're breathing. There's still a lot we don't know about the cumulative impacts of pollution on people's health.
7: This is not what we're talking about here, by the way. We're not talking about improving the environment. None of this is going to do a bit, a thing, to improve the environment. This is about, quote-unquote, social justice. This is about... Which
8: is code for transferring property to these disaffected groups yes. that um, are organized within communities and um, they're th- they're the ones that are implementing all of this sustainable development
7: stuff so yeah it's a form uh, of reparations is what it is uh, it's what it's it's a form of reparations is what it is oh
8: yeah oh no question about it
7: and, and it's but but it's not even what it really is is a form of dependency, fostering more dependency upon the federal government, and uh, making people enslaved to the federal government for their sustenance. We're being transformed, and trans, translated, or transferred into a socialist slash communist government. That's that's what this really is about. Uh, mm-hmm. So he continued.
16: We need to learn more so we can serve those communities better and help the world overall. In this executive order, this executive order creates a new Office of Environmental Justice and a new role for the Chief Environmental Justice Officer. They're going to coordinate. They will coordinate all our efforts across government to make sure we're delivering the greatest possible benefits to people's lives. This executive order honors and builds on decades of work, including by many of you who are here today, in the private as well as public sector. In two years, we're making real progress on the most ambitious environmental justice agenda in history. With this executive order, we'll go even further.
7: Now, the Republicans have the House of Representatives, which control the purse strings. Will they starve this office of funding? I doubt it. You know, uh, will they starve any federal agency that's engaging in so-called social justice? I doubt it, which makes the Republicans a part of the problem.
8: Oh, they totally are. They um, they pretend that you don't that that they don't know what you're talking about. You know, in terms of sustainable development, I've seen this for a couple decades now, um, but then they. Uh, Turn, turn a blind eye towards what these um, communists are doing.
7: Yes. And how could you possibly be against social justice, Weeks? How could you possibly be against social justice, Davis? Because it's not real justice. Yeah. It's not real justice. It's just made up
8: concepts so that they can use the Department of Justice to steal your property, your livelihood, your country, mm-hmm. you know, it's... Um,
7: yeah, it's, geez, it's, it's, it's fostering, it's promoting injustices under the guise of justice.
8: Right, the, under the color of law.
7: It's, and uh, th- th- this whole notion is Marxism. It's dividing the people based upon certain identity groups, which is exactly what Marxism does. Mm-hmm. Uh, and th- in this case, the premise... Which is, talk about a stretch, somehow somehow, because the environment is polluted, okay, because the environment is polluted, it's causing disenfranchisement among certain uh, identity groups. Okay, now, <laughs> there's a lot of reason why certain identity groups might be disenfranchised. Okay? Uh, yeah,
8: like maybe they didn't get off their dead you know what, <laughs> and go to work. Well, you know? there's there's that. <laughs> if your if your community is polluted, you know, do something about it. Stand up.
7: Poverty. You know, go to your city council. Big factor. Poverty is a big factor among certain disenfranchised identity groups. Okay, and what causes poverty? What's the number one thing that causes poverty? Ignorance. A breakdown. Well, there. Ignorance is one thing, but Laziness. There's, there's work ethic certainly plays into it. But I, I would say the biggest factor of all of this is a the breakdown of the home, the breakdown of the family. When you don't have a father in the family, then you don't have discipline and proper structure. And I'm not casting shade on the mothers. I think they do the best job they can. It's like I was telling my wife, you know, the other day. Uh, you, you gotta have a, you gotta have, especially with boys, you gotta have a father to be able to to uh, nurture and provide a firm disciplinary hand when necessary to guide their lives. When they get out of line, you. But the father has to have good morality too. And, and it's just across the board. There's a lot of things that are just breaking down in society, and its morality really is at the forefront of all of it. Mm -hmm. morality and a breakdown of the family, the nuclear family. This is the biggest problem that we face, and they knew it. They attacked it years ago in the 1960s. The revolution was uh, in full force when they were trying to attack the nuclear family. Yeah, the great society. And then taking prayer out of school. Gee, what happens when you take prayer out of school? Well, that, that goes in line with the morality issue. Uh, so this executive order, you know, where God is removed from the equation, popular, you know, uh, uh, traditional morality is removed from the equa- equation, and the breakdown on the nuclear home, uh, w- w- which at one time guided morality uh, and discipline in society, and now we have uh, the government coming in and acting like it's going to somehow fill the void, What they're really doing is taking advantage of it all. And there is this uh, executive order, which they say on the White House website would deepen the Biden administration's whole of government commitment to environmental justice. Oh, boy. See, they love these buzz phrases that sound good on the surface, like sustainable development and all this other nonsense. But people don't take the time, or they need to, not enough people take the time to find out what they really mean by these good-sounding terms. They say it makes clear that the pursuit of environmental justice is a duty. Of all executive branch agencies that should be incorporated into their missions, it also affirms that environmental justice is central to the implementation of our bedrock civil rights and environmental laws.
8: That, that makes me crazy. Environmental justice. As if the environment needs justice.
7: Well, it's you justice know, for those that are victimized. What does that even mean? justice for those that are victimized by b- a bad environment. Well, <laughs> I know, don't don't try to don't you'll hurt yourself if you try to figure this. <laughs> Cuz it, it it it's deliberately supposed to be vague. It's deliberately supposed to be deceiving. They say it better protect to better protect overburdened communities from pollution and environmental harms. This is an excuse to spend more of your money. And, and, and to give it to certain identity groups that favor their political agenda. That's yeah, what this is, is about. Which is
8: Marxism. So, so, boiling it down, it's just a, a program to uh,
7: transfer wealth, just yes, like you said. Exactly. The executive order directs agencies to consider measures to address and prevent disproportionate and adverse environmental health impacts on communities, including the cumulative impacts of pollution and other burdens like climate change. There you go. Additionally, it requires agencies to notify nearby communities in the event of a release of toxic substances from a federal facility. From a federal facility? And to hold a public meeting... Well, isn't
8: meeting. this convenient timing towards that train wreck in uh, Ohio?
7: <laughs> yeah. Isn't that funny how ironic this is? Yeah. Uh, you uh-huh. know, they, 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 they the administration just completely let those people... Be polluted. I mean, it's still going on. You don't hear about it anymore. Because the news cycle's moved on. But those people are still well, suffering. Those people, many of those people will never be sa- the same again. Their property, the, the, the values of their property plummet. Nobody's going to buy a house in that community now. Those people will never be made whole. Does the administration and their environmental justice bullcrap care anything about that? <sighs> Anyway, they say that it will strengthen engagement with communities and mobilize federal agencies to confront existing and legacy barriers and injustices. Whatever the heck that means. Yeah, what does that mean? Uh, They say um, communities with environmental justice concerns have long experienced exclusion and other significant barriers to having a voice in federal decision-making. The executive order recognizes this reality, and that racism is the, is a fundamental driver of environmental injustice. Really? So, you know, in that speech, Biden, I didn't play that part, but he uh, he mentioned lead pipes, okay? Like, you know, in Flint, and what uh-huh. have you. Uh, he didn't specifically call out Flint, but he said, we're going to replace all of the lead pipes. Like, okay. I highly doubt that, number one. But, so supposedly racism is the cause of people being poisoned by lead pipes. Supposedly racism... Yeah, no, I don't think
8: so, because their, um, their city officials made decisions to buy lead pipes. That has nothing to do with anybody else. Other than whoever
7: their elected leaders were running their town. A lot of this is legacy stuff, uh, and it hasn't been upgraded. But see, here's the thing, okay? We've got all of this money going out of the country into Ukraine, and I'm not in favor of federal dollars going into communities, but I am in favor of communities and the people being able to keep what's theirs and invest it in the, in their own infrastructure, okay and 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 all this money is being taxed we're, we're, we're being taxed and bled through the eyes by by a, a behemoth monster federal government which is giving everything away to everybody and their brother around the world mm-hmm. okay well so you want to start with infrastructure? How about keeping the money here? If we still got lead pipes in our country, why in the hell are you building, paying to destroy the infrastructure of another country? Well, Which is you know Ukraine. what?
8: It goes back to the customs unions that I was uh, talking about. Um, everybody within the customs—it's the uh, Soviet that sits that rules the the customs union. Everything has to be harmonized. Everything has to be made the same. And so, you know, if you look at uh, countries in the Eastern Bloc, the former Eastern Bloc countries, they didn't have infrastructure up to the same standards as the West. Mm -hmm. So we have to now, of course, rebuild everything under the harmonized rules for global commerce. Yeah, It's all for commerce. It's, there's not a damn thing for people. It's all for commerce.
7: Yeah, they say they're strengthening engagement with communities and mobilizing federal agencies to confront existing and legacy barriers and injustices. Uh, they want to promote the latest science data and research, in other words, pay to get them to do what we want them to say. I mean, that's what it really boils down to. Keep in mind, folks, whenever there's a grant-funded scientific research, uh, the scientific research is, isn't really real scientific research. It, it's research tailored to the outcome that the funder, via the grant, wants you to tailor your research to. They, they're yeah, paying that's, that's for the exactly outcome. That's
8: exactly right. That's a good point, there.
7: So when they say they want to promote the latest science, data, and research, they're saying we're going to pay scientists to come up with the conclusions that we want. Okay? You can't trust government-funded research. And most research today, unfortunately, is government-funded uh, or university-funded or whatever. But, you know, a lot of universities are funded by the government. Um The executive order directs agencies to identify and address gaps in science, data, and research related to environmental justice to advance the analysis of cumulative impacts and to make information on environmental and health concerns more publicly accessible to communities. To address the need for a coordinated strategy for identifying and filling environmental justice data and research gaps, the executive order establishes a new environmental justice subcommittee within the National Science and Technology Council led by the Office of Science and Technology Policy. <sighs> Man, this this web of control is just uh, yeah, I, overwhelming. Yeah, I think
8: that was the agency that John Holdren headed up, and Trump fired him, and uh, I, I thought they shut down
7: that office, but apparently not. doesn't sound like it. They... uh. The the order also expands interagency coordination and launches a new Office of Environmental Justice, as Joe Biden just said in that clip there, within the White House Council uh, on environmental quality. Uh, It increases accountability and transparency, their words, not mine, in federal environmental justice policy. Uh, it charges federal agencies with conducting new assessments of their environmental justice efforts and developing, implementing, and periodically updating an environmental justice strategic plan. Uh, the environmental justice strategic plans and assessments will su- will be submitted to the White House Council on Environmental Quality and made public on regular, uh, a regular basis, including... Through the Environmental Justice Scorecard, a new government-wide assessment of federal agencies' efforts to advance. Oh, that's how that's justice. how they
8: get. Yeah, is through their scorecard, through their metrics, their statistics. So, if you have a poor side of town, you know they they will um, uh, use the statistics to say that you know people living there have been discriminated against. Yeah. You know well. The people, the the housing, whatever that's in the poor side of town, um, is priced, you know, so that people, poor people, will have a place to live. So, do we want the entire society to pay for equal housing for everybody?
10: Well, that's why that's I, you where know we're what? that's where I we're would headed. like
8: a penthouse suite.
7: It's it's called if I don't affordable housing penthouse
8: suite. It's ah, because I'm
7: discriminated. This against. isn't for you, Vicky. It's not for us. All right, we got the bottom of the hour. We'll be back.
10: Let me tell you a story about Bill. Bill was a normal guy in his 50s. He had back surgery about two years ago. Bill was in a lot of pain. He dealt with his pain by taking the Percocets his doctor prescribed for him. Bill took more and more and more of them to help with the pain until one day the prescriptions weren't enough to get rid of Bill's pain. Then one day Bill found someone to help him get rid of the pain with illegal drugs he didn't need a prescription for. Fast forward to today. Bill lost his job and his family. The only thing he does have is his drug dealer. If you know Bill's story and you don't want to end up like Bill, call the Detox and Treatment Helpline right now to get away and get treatment. 800 360 3143600314 8003600314 That's 8003600314
14: Though they are small enough to sit on your thumbnail, the five new species of frog recently discovered in Madagascar are among the most interesting and we'll tell you about them
17: on today's creation moment. And now our creation moments host Paul Taylor. Madagascar is replete with many species of wildlife. Not the least of these are the many wonderful species of frog. About 350 species of frog live on the island and one science website recently reported on five new species being discovered. The largest would fit comfortably on your thumbnail while the smallest is the size of a grain of rice. The article suggests that the extreme miniaturisation is a trait that had to evolve, and they suggest that it must have evolved separately on five different occasions in five different regions. What is especially fascinating about these little frogs is that they are vertebrates. So even though they are much smaller than many insects, they have tiny little bones. Many people are particularly attracted to frogs more than other animals because their faces and feet resemble human faces and hands. For several years, a research group under the auspices of Answers in Genesis has been estimating how many animals might have been aboard Noah's Ark. It turns out to be a lot less than one might have expected. When it comes to the anura, the order containing frogs and toads, they have estimated there may have been 138 kinds. It appears that all those in Madagascar are of the same kind, or baramin, Mantellidae, and so it is likely that miniaturization did indeed develop in Madagascar, but this would be by selection from genetic information already created by God, not by the random appearance of new information.
14: Visit us at creationmoments.com for a huge selection of books and DVDs about biblical creation and the Bible. Or call 1-800-42-BIBLE and ask how you can get a free ebook on creation. Are you retired like me and you just found out you owe the IRS a ton of money? Well, what would your life be like if they took your retirement savings away from you? They can do it and your property. If you owe the IRS back taxes or you haven't filed in a while, the tax relief line is here to help you. They can stop the IRS from taking your retirement savings. If you qualify, you could have your tax bill reduced to zero. That's right. If you're retired and you owe the IRS a lot in back taxes, you could have your entire tax bill reduced to zero due. The IRS has now hired thousands of new employees, so they're ready to come after you. Don't let them take your retirement savings or property. Make this free call now.
10: 800-590-4933. 800-590-4933. 800-590-4933. That's 800-590-4933.
5: Where the spooks go to find out what's really going on. This is Govern America.
7: All right, We're back this is Govern America The website is governamerica.com. Vicki's website is the com. As we uh, continue here I'm going to leave that uh, executive order there. I will leave all that information in the show notes. Uh, this thing is so new I couldn't actually find the text of the actual executive order so if I uh, if I can find the actual text I will uh, I will look at uh, I will actually um, post that also along with the other stuff so that you can read it. Uh, they're moving very fast with all of these uh, communistic agendas uh, under the banner, really it's communitarian, uh, but regardless, you know, uh, of, of what you call it, what label it is, uh, they are using uh, totalitarian measures to implement control upon the general population under the guise of yeah. social justice, you know.
8: Communitarian, that's uh, European law, right?
7: hmm And... Well, it's Um, it's implemented in in Europe, in the law, uh and we'll have to. It's
8: it's the law of the customs union. Yes, right. Absolutely. And so they're they're harmonizing uh, the Western Hemisphere Mm -hmm. with the uh, communist Soviet European Commission. Mm -hmm. That runs the customs union, the European Customs Union.
7: Yeah, just like the executive order that we were just reading from, uh, you know, which is designed to redistribute wealth, uh, you know, they're they're doing other things as well. Uh, Biden is now working to uh, hike the credit scores, you know, or hike payments for people who have good credit scores and redistribute that money to those who do not have good credit scores.
8: Oh, yeah, yeah, I heard about that.
7: Yeah, the yeah, Washington it, it, Times has an had article. If you've good
8: credit, if you've paid your bills, if you've done the right thing your whole life, you will be
7: punished. Yeah, they're going to punish you. They're going to punish you, and this is all about redistribution of wealth again. Uh, and I, I was telling my wife the other night, uh, well, it was actually just last night, that uh, – is, the, Tucker Carlson had a a woman on his show last night. I think it was last night, Stephanie Pomboy, and I meant to clip the audio. She's uh, CEO of Macro Mavens, and she had a very good point about this. She said that um, what they're going to do is they're going to put, you know, people who are you know historically low income people, which a lot of a lot of them are blacks, you know, people you know in low income neighborhoods, they're going to put them in houses. This is a, kind of a socialist, this is my words, I, I I said socialist, this is kind of a socialist redistribution of wealth type of situation where they are going to use those who have a good credit score to redistribute wealth to those who don't, to put them over the, uh, over the hump, so to speak, so that they can buy a house. Which they will not be able to afford. And her point was, Stephanie Pomboy's uh, point was that the housing market is in the process of tanking right now. Her, what she said is that before these people will even be able to get the keys to their new home, they will already be underwater. Okay, with their mortgage. Well,
8: that's that's the same thing that was being done with the the, the subprime meltdown. There, there you go. Like exactly houses. right.
7: Exactly right. That's exactly what I thought of. 2008, you know and, the same thing um, all over again.
8: That They started that during the Clinton administration. I, I, I researched that. And the woman from the Department of Justice who uh, pursued cases against banks for redlining, they did studies on, on redlining, and they found out that the banks weren't doing that. But they proceeded on ahead as if they were doing that. And so they uh, started uh, giving loans to people who obviously could not
7: afford the loans. And they defaulted. Oh, big surprise. So they're setting the stage, they're setting the scene once again to repeat, have a complete repeat of the meltdown of 2008, as I see it, with the housing... Mm -hmm. Uh Washington Times says home buyers with good credit scores will soon encounter a costly surprise, a new federal rule forcing them to, nobody voted for this, right? This is a federal rule forcing them to pay higher mortgage rates and fees to subsidize people with riskier credit ratings who are also in the market to buy houses. The fee changes will go into effect May 1st as part of the federal housing finance agencies push for affordable housing yeah that you know what that
8: is uh, taxation
7: without, without representation.
8: representation because exactly. they're doing it through an
7: uh, administrative rule the administrative state exactly uh-huh. right
8: yeah. there. Um, there is a development of uh, houses here in uh, uh, Twin Falls that um, I knew I used to play cards with one of the ladies who owned one of the houses and apparently what they did with that, what the builder did with those houses is that they supposedly used better materials and workmanship in some of the houses than they did the others of the houses. But from the external look, they all looked the same. Hmm. And so um, what, what they were doing is covert background subsidization of people who actually couldn't afford to live in the neighborhood. So, the price of my friend's house and her property taxes were higher from the allegedly um, lesser quality house that was built next door. Interesting. Yeah. And so, what they were doing with that, of course, is destroying the... uh, the the profession of property appraisals. Yeah, well, you know, so that they can give property appraisal based on the income of of the person who owns the
7: house. Well, the property appraisers are racist, don't you know that? That's the latest thing. Everything is racist. That's the latest thing. Let's
8: just agree we're all (laughs) racist, even black people. So. You know that makes it neutral. No, no, We're all o- racists. No, so. only,
7: only those who have a certain ideology that doesn't go along with the narrative of the establishment. Those are the or the World Economic Forum. If you if you have an ideology that doesn't go along with the World Economic Forum or or uh, you know the other think tanks of the uh, billionaire globalists, then, uh, then 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 you're a racist. Yeah, you then that's have leaders,
8: to uh, plead guilty. I, their, leaders, I
7: don't, uh, their leaders can go around like Justin Trudeau in blackface. Hey, he gets a pass. He's not a racist for doing that because, you know, that's, that's fine because he's got the right ideology.
8: Yeah, that that's teaching people that if you belong to the right club, you can do or say anything. And uh which you can't be, you can't belong to that club because they are the globalist elitists.
7: Yeah, so it's a great big club, and you're not in it, uh-huh. as that comedian says, whose name I'm blinking on at the moment, George Carlin. Right, George Carlin, Carlin. Yeah, yeah, great big pl- club, and you're not in it. So uh, anyway, they say the mortgage industry specialists say homebuyers with credit scores of 680 or higher are going to be the ones that pay this thing this socialist credit score redistribution of wealth. So, for example, uh, about $40 per month, more on a home loan of $400,000. Homebuyers who make down payments of 15% to 20% will get socked with the largest fees. The new fees will apply only to Americans buying houses or refinancing after May 1st. Lenders and real estate agents say the changes will frustrate Home buyers with higher cre- with high credit scores, and homeowners seeking to refinance because the rule punishes them for their relatively strong financial positions. See, this is what you call making the rich pay their fair share, ladies and gentlemen. Every time you hear the politicians saying that, what they're talking about is middle class people who are a little better off than your average person, probably. Uh, the rich actually don't finance their homes;
8: they pay for. They pay cash for them.
7: Yeah, exactly. So this is designed to hurt the affluent middle class. Uh-huh. That's what yeah, it's designed the people, to do. Yeah, the
8: people who busted their rear ends to be able to buy a house.
7: The real, so, yeah, the real people they, they who really believe be in the punished,
8: American They have to be punished, Darren. They worked hard. They played by the rules. They have to be punished.
7: There you go. Exactly. It incentivizes it incentivizes not paying your bills on time it's 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 it goes against everything that people have been taught throughout their entire life be responsible work hard and pay your bills mm-hmm. uh, this is the unraveling of a society folks
8: yeah it, you're right it's the dismantling of um a, what i would call a moral society
7: Absolutely. A
8: moral society treats people fairly across the board.
7: But, you know, they they feign fairness. They feign fairness. Uh, Here we see from ESGnews.com. Okay. ESG is, again, Environmental, Social, and Governance. Uh, ESG News is the leading provider of environmental, social, and governance, news, and business information covering ESG news, uh, ESG events, trends and thought leaders that are shaping today's markets and tomorrow's businesses. There is the, so this ESGnews.com is a is an interesting website. I encourage everybody to go there because they got a lot of information there and it's all geared to you know and I don't know if they're if they're for it or against it. I don't know what their position is on it, but the fact that they report it uh Means that they're tuned into it in one way or the other, and they're talking about Kamala Harris visiting Florida, uh, Miami specifically, announcing five hundred sixty-two million dollar climate investment on the same day. By the way, that Biden made his social justice thing that we uh, were talking about a little, a little bit earlier, um, and so there's there's that. And, and there's other things as well, which we'll get to, but we got a call on the line. So let's go ahead and take the caller. Uh, this is Carryville, uh, Texas. Let's go ahead and take the call. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Go ahead, please.
18: Oh, hey. Thanks, Darren. Thanks, Vicky. You guys are a breath of fresh air. But I, Thank you. I, I'm just wondering, what is all this about? I mean, we keep doing this. I My phone call, it's not going to mean nothing. Your, your radio broadcast it doesn't mean anything. We, we've called people to arms left and right uh, on radio shows that people call into. We're calling people left and right to arms. And we're going short of grabbing the arms and doing it. And there's a reason for that. And that's really sad, too.
7: Okay, hold, hold, hold on. I'm trying to get a grasp on what you're you're talking about. What do you mean you're, we're calling them to arms? Well, no.
8: No, we're, we're calling people we're, to wake up. And activate themselves with community with group, with other like-minded people but that doesn't mean that doesn't imply violence or you know anything else it means c- no, 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 no. civic
18: engagement okay everybody reason you're giving everybody reason to to grab something and go to go do something you're giving everybody reason we're falling short of that that's what my point was then
7: you mean action action in general
18: yes action yeah yeah well but we keep doing this every week and we do it every day and you know there's new shows every day that we call into and we're talking we're doing so much talking and stuff but nobody's actually calling to action nobody there's no there's no guy you know you guys have different people and and these other radio shows have their front people if everybody said yeah get your guns and let's go
7: no, I, I don't. I don't. I don't encourage people to get their guns and go. I, I in yeah, fact, I've
8: never. I've I, never. I would never I encourage think, people to. do that. I think that.
7: that the feds would love people to do that. Then that way they can swoop in uh, because it's very late. The action that I think people should be involved in. You know, here's the thing. I, I don't know what's your what's your name, color. My name's Andy. Andy. Okay. Uh, here's here's the thing about it. We have been calling for people to get active on the state and local level <laughs> since Govern America has been on the air. And the problem is, is that people haven't got involved on a state and local level. And much, much of our issues, many of our issues could have been solved there. Now, uh, yes. the activism you're talking about. I don't know what other shows are doing. I don't listen around much. You know, we air a lot of shows on on Government America Radio during the week just because we're paying for the uh, services to support that anyway. So, you know, and I don't agree with everything we put on either. I want to make that clear. Uh, That's why we run a disclaimer in every break. I get get some messages from people complaining about some of the broadcasts we run. I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't agree with everything either. Uh, I try to choose things to fill the time, uh, and I try to choose carefully uh, just because I, we put a show on doesn't necessarily mean we agree with everything that's there either uh, but the, the point is we pick shows that have information that we think is is important information but their are conclusions and what have you. That being said though, getting back to the point at hand what what can we do uh, get active on a grassroots level get you know here's the thing. What we do here is we document. What we do here is we share documented information that people can take and prove to other people, use that information to wake up. and then the point being is get involved on a state and local level and you know, run for precinct delegate, like my daughter did. Uh, be involved in your local scene. You know, uh, this is the stuff that's the only thing the only chance that we have, but we can throw up our hands and give up. But what good would it do for future generations if we throw in the towel? You know what I'm saying?
18: And that's a valid point. That's a, No, that's a valid point. No, what I'm saying is it's almost impunitive, though, because we can't wake people up. I've been calling into radio shows for like the last eight and a half years. I, I hit the road flipping 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and my thing was, I had my backpack, my thumb out, and my thing was to, to enlighten the world. Yeah. And I found out real quick that the world doesn't want to be enlightened.
7: And but, but but I got to push back, though. Doing we have awakened a lot of people.
18: You guys are doing it, though.
7: <laughs> we, we, we have. Collectively, the truth media, the patriot movement, uh, we have awakened, you know, half the country is awake now. Uh, the question is, how do we reach the other half? I don't know if it's even possible for many of these characters. Although, frankly, I think a lot of them are being awakened by the fact that their children are being targeted by, uh, pedophiles in the classroom and in the libraries. I think a lot of those, you know, even decent Democrats, people on the left who are decent, uh, a lot of them don't go along with the fact that their children are being groomed by pedophiles. I think that that's a huge awakening point for a lot of these people. Hmm.
18: Darren, Darren there, lies my thing. We've been enlightening these people of all the stuff that's been coming on. I mean, you've got some extravagant callers and stuff. We've been enlightening people and stuff. And apparently, we're not getting our message out beyond the, the callers or beyond the listeners. People need to really actually explore a new world and, and actually start speaking to other people and stuff. But I understand that because I've been doing this for so long. Uh, it, it's very hard to get people to understand the, the concept, and you, when you find reality, reality is a very hard place to live in because reality is not what we're living in. The world is just a damn uh, illusion. It's just a big illusion. Yeah, and, and and yeah, and so we're living in this thing, and and then all of a sudden, you, me, and Vicky, and 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 my friend Alan here because I'm sitting here with Alan from Texas, too. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all living in a reality world here, but everybody else is living in a fantasy world. And and it's just... I, oh, it's just disgusting. I'm sorry, Darren. I'm... No,
7: I, I agree with you. I understand your frustration. Uh, and uh, the only thing I can say is we have to keep going. Uh, we have to keep trying, because mm-hmm. it there's too much at stake. And we've made a lot of progress, you know, and it's possible we won't win this thing in terms as we would frame a victory in our minds. But if we are steadfast to the truth, we are steadfast in our efforts, we don't waver, we continue on on principle, if nothing else, then I, I count that as a victory as well. It's not our job to determine the outcome, Andy. That's the, that's the thing you have to keep in mind. Our job is to be faithful be faithful and to continue on finishing the course as best we can and uh when we do that then to me that's a victory you know yeah. so many battles I, have been I, won I, against I, overwhelming I don't, odds. I
8: don't have any power to change anything all i can do is share what i learn and i do heads down learning every day trying to um Figure out this jigsaw puzzle that we have in front of us where we see that our country is being destroyed. It took a long time for me to say that we are um, living through a communist revolution. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't ever put it in those terms until the last year. But this is the best I can do. Um, with the resources that I have, which is to use my ability to, to read, to analyze, to put together uh, pictures of what's going on. It's the best I can do. Yeah. And so you know, uh, other people have to do the best that they can do. Yeah. And I think if we all do that, we will save our country. But if people just listen to us and say. Well, yeah, okay. Now what are you what am I going to what are you going to do about it meaning me? Well, I'm not going to do anything because I can't. I don't have the resources. All I have is my voice and my mind.
7: Yeah. Well, we've all a lot of us have spent ourselves uh, you know, almost broke working on this project. Oh, and I'll, it, I'll give you a, I'll give you the final it, say there, Andy.
18: Yeah, I appreciate that, Darren. No, you know, uh Vicky is right there. Uh, straight up You can only do what you can do. But it's sad that we have to have some opposition to something. I mean, life is just complicated. It's it's all get up. And then next thing you know, we have to get people like you guys to decipher it so that we can listen to it. And then we don't have the audience. The, 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 The biggest part of our audience is what could change the entire world. But we can't get that audience. We only have the people who are listening now. When we only have everybody who wants to hear this stuff. And then what What the problem is, this is what I would say to everybody. You need to expand Govern America, RBN, all these different radio stations that are talking the truth or are close to it. I don't care if you can do an Alex Jones. It doesn't matter. Get some sort of truth in your mind and get your mind set on the right spot. But we can't get these people to do this. And that's the majority of the people. And that's how we have to... We're we're a we're, we're a minority. The, the, the people that listen to your radio show, to all these radio shows, the, the people want my knowledge.
7: Yeah. My well. Opinion. Okay. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna move on, but I appreciate the call. Thank you very much. Uh, and I, yeah. The only, yeah, blessings to you. The only thing I would uh, say to that is, historically, you haven't needed that many people to have success in things that you want to do for good. It hasn't taken very many people. And we have, to say that we have half the country uh, at least aware that there is something wrong, and looking at various videos and, and what have you, platforms that have uh, arisen in answer to the censorship on YouTube and you know other platforms that censor, Facebook, Facebook, you know uh, you, you got gab you got rumble you've got odyssey you got a lot of different platforms that have popped up now in answer to the censorship you got people having solutions you know there's a lot to be optimistic about yeah there's a lot to be worried or concerned about as well and we outline a lot of that on this show but there's also a lot of reason to be optimistic as well uh and it hasn't taken very many people historically To do good things, and and as a matter of fact, you know, I'm I'm really encouraged, by the way, by this groundswell of people who are who are now realizing the importance of being involved on a grassroots level. There are so many people that have flooded in on a precinct level and on a state level to politics locally that are good people that want to right the ship. That's the kind of stuff it's going to take. It just takes time to affect it. And unfortunately, we're dangerously running out of time. And in more ways than one, because we're almost out of this hour already. <laughs> but uh, hey, now's not the time to get discouraged. Keep your chin up. You know, and I'm not trying to be a Pollyanna here and say things are good. Yeah, things are pretty bad. But uh, we have to continue to be faithful and push forward because the enemy is, they're not going to back down. They're not going to give up. Nor can we.
8: That's a good point. Yeah, if we quit, the enemy is still going to
7: keep going and it'll get worse. Amen. So we have to come up with solutions and hold those damn Republicans' feet to the fire. That's what we need to do. Hold their feet to the fire. Make them work for you. Expose them when they don't. They are your biggest enemies. Right. The ones that are pretending to be your friends. All right, we're out of this hour. We're going to take top of the hour break. We'll hit the ground running again in hour number three. Stay with us. We'll be back.
14: Are you retired like me and you just found out you owe the IRS a ton of money? Well, what would your life be like if they took your retirement savings away from you? They can do it and your property. If you owe the IRS back taxes or you haven't filed in a while, the tax relief line is here to help you. They can stop the IRS from taking your retirement savings. If you qualify, you could have your tax bill reduced to zero. That's right. If you're retired and you owe the IRS a lot in back tax, You could have your entire tax bill reduced to zero due. The IRS has now hired thousands of new employees, so they're ready to come after you. Don't let them take your retirement savings or property. Make this free call now.
10: 800-590-4933. 800-590-4933. 800-590-4933. 800-590-4933. 800-590-4933. That's 800-590-4933.
13: No offense, but are you a little fat when you look in the mirror? How would you like to learn the secrets to lose 3 to 5 pounds a week easily without joining the gym or going through any crazy diets? It's called Body Sculpt by Med Diet. If you're ready to start losing weight right now, call right now to learn more about your risk free order to Body Sculpt.
10: Call for your risk free offer. 800 784 1942. 800 784 1942. 800 784 1942. That's 800 784 1942.
2: family news. I'm Robert Thornton. Hunter Biden's lawyers will meet with Department of Justice officials, including a Delaware U.S. attorney next week, according to two federal law enforcement officials familiar with the matter and as reported by Fox News. The meeting was requested by Biden's attorneys weeks ago and has nothing to do with the current revelations of a whistleblower, Fox News was told. Hunter Biden was being investigated for two misdemeanor tax filing charges, a felony tax evasion charge, and a false statement charge over a gun purchase, Fox News was told. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is having a hard time matching former President Trump in terms of voter support and political endorsements for the Republican presidential nomination. Here's Fox's Chad Pergram. Ron DeSantis once led
15: former President Trump, but now Trump is thumping a prospective field of 12 GOP contenders. A Wall Street Journal poll of 600 likely GOP primary voters shows the former president at 48 percent. DeSantis, 24 percent. Republicans kept Trump at arm's length in 2016. But not now. Former President Trump secured the endorsements of 59 House and Senate members, 10 from Florida. Only one member from Florida supported DeSantis, freshman
2: Laurel Lee. Governor DeSantis is not an official 2024 candidate as of yet. President Biden and Speaker Kevin McCarthy continue to be at odds over the debt ceiling. The White House calls McCarthy's debt limit proposal a stunt. Democrat Senator Joe Manchin said it's been more than 78 days since Biden met with McCarthy and said it's a deficiency of leadership. McCarthy appeared on Fox and pushed back against the Biden administration. Why won't the president sit down? What is he afraid of? All the time before people
14: have. He's treating this just like he treats the border. He wants to ignore the problem and hopes it goes away. But it will not go away. Every day we're putting America at risk. This president has the opportunity here to solve this problem. Otherwise, he's going to bumble into the first default in our nation's history.
2: Here's White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre earlier today.
15: We do not want to negotiate on this. We want to make sure that they do what they did the last three times uh, and avoid default. They need to put that bill, uh, put a clean bill on the floor uh, so that we do do not continue to hold the American economy hostage.
2: President Biden joked about himself today at the White House.
16: It's really very, very dull when after all these years in public life, you're known for two things. Ray-Ban sunglasses and chocolate chip ice cream. <laughs> very dull president. But uh... Biden is rumored to be making an
2: announcement this coming Tuesday about his plans to run for president again. A well-known ministry leader fondly remembers a worldwide Christian leader the world lost this week. Here's AFN's
12: Charlie Butts with the story. George Verwer, founder of Operation Mobilization, died this week at age 84. GFA World founder K.P. Yohanan first encountered Verwer in his small village in India when he was 17, and Verwer was speaking.
6: That was the time when I heard, I mean, he was maybe 30 years old, uh, I think a skinny American, and he was weeping uh, before 400 people crying out for the lost, suffering world without Christ.
12: His invitation to the crowd was come, die, and live. Johannan recounts that he knows of Christian leaders who write about missions while living in $10 million houses. He visited Verber within the past year in London and observed quite a comparison. And went to his
6: house, found him living in a two tiny room, books everywhere, and he never bought any clothes for himself. Somebody gave it to him. And he took me to a place driving in an old, beat-up car, and that hardly worked.
12: He said he realized that Verwer was one of the greatest Christian men living or not, yet he lived like a pauper. But he never condemned other people, including the Christian leaders living in multi-million dollar homes. I'm Charlie Butts. And that
2: is a wrap on News This Hour. We do thank you for listening. See AFN.net for more. Have a wonderful weekend. For American Family News, I'm Robert Thornton.
0: We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations. A new world order. New world order.
1: New world order. This is a moment to seize. The kaleidoscope has been shaken. The pieces are in flux. Soon they will settle again. Before they do, let us reorder
2: this world around us. A new world order. A world where the United Nations is poised to fulfill the historic vision of its founders.
3: Nevertheless, the United States is in a key position to shape this so that the problem of the Bush presidency will be the emergence of a new international order.
4: The first decade of the 21st century, that out of what is, will be seen as the greatest restructuring of the global economy, greatest restructuring of the global economy, greatest restructuring of the global economy, a new world order was created.
5: Documenting the crisis of our republic.
6: The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people... Inherently and historically opposed to secret societies,
4: to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings,
5: waging war on the new
4: world order. The councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military industrial complex.
5: This is Govern America with Darren Weeks and Vicki Davis.
7: From FEMA regions 5 and 10, this is the third and final hour of Govern America. Vicki Davis, Darren Weeks, and you, glad to have you with us, ladies and gentlemen. It continues to be the 22nd of April, 2023, Earth Day, and uh, they're going to be talking a lot about climate change on the news, I'm sure, as they use every opportunity to uh, push this agenda of carbon, you know, decarbonization, and what's the biggest carbon form, it's the human population. Of course, you're you're always the ones that are targeted, you know, but uh, this ESGnews.com website is something that probably needs to be looked at, uh, as there are many stories on this website, and uh, we'll go through some of them. But first, uh, you know, I wanted to point out that, uh, you know how all the uh, water restrictions out west, Vicki, that they've been having in recent years, due to water shortages... Yeah, alleged water shortages. Yeah, which which apparently they're continuing with the water restrictions, it looks like. Uh, but, you know, the snowpack has been huge this past winter, and the melt-off is huge. And so Lake Powell, Lake Mead, which have been historically low uh, in recent days, uh, now it's, it's, it's coming back. You know, supposedly,
13: this isn't supposed to happen. This isn't supposed to happen, but it's coming back. More water is being sent to Lake Mead. The Bureau of Reclamation releasing a two-year study which shows above average snowpack levels in the upper Colorado River Basin. Supposedly, the lake will rise some 33 feet higher than expected. We certainly need it. Now, the government is saying it wants to increase the amount released from Lake Powell by about 35% this year.
7: Now, of course, it's going to take a little time for it to uh, you know, get back to where it really should be, uh, but... That's just a step in the right direction. Are they going to, um, are they going to reverse the water restrictions? Because uh, <laughs> probably not. You know, I, I'm looking at an article from April 11th, and it says U.S. presents proposals for major water cuts on the Colorado River. Well, that doesn't sound like they're going in the right direction. You know, and then in the meantime, you've got uh, zero hedge. California meets 100% of water requests for the first time since 2006. So apparently things are going in the right direction doesn't sound like uh doesn't sound like too much you know folks here's the thing climate change it's all a cycle all these things go in cycles. And uh they never factor in normal cycles into all of this stuff. You know and I come back to you know we're giving all this money around the world to other countries when we could be building infrastructure to mitigate these problems when they occur. The cycles when dry spells occur naturally, you know. And and I uh, I came across I, I went and dug, did some digging last week, and because uh, because I, I referenced this and I just want to point this out to people again, Libya, Muammar Gaddafi before. Before the State Department came, they saw he died, as Hillary Clinton said. Uh, Libya's Muammar Gaddafi invested a lot of money in, you know, the water project in Libya, and uh, I mean, a twenty billion dollar uh, project. They spent a lot of money for this, and uh, this was reported. There's an article in the Christian Science Monitor. In the, in the middle of the Libyan desert, scorched yellow sands, rows of green grapes, dangle off vines, almond trees, blossom in neat lines, and pear tree orchards stretch into the distance. This is in the middle of the desert. Libya is one of the driest countries on earth, bereft of rivers, lakes, and rain. But here, the desert is blooming. In the Middle East and North Africa, the quest to turn thousands of miles of desert into arable land, has taken a backseat to containing an impeding water shortage. While many countries in the region bicker over water rights, Libya has taken it upon itself to change its typography, turning sand into soil. The project was called the Great Man-Made River, which its leader, Muammar Gaddafi's ambitious answer to the country's water problems, irrigates Libya's large desert farms. The 2,333-mile network of pipes... Ferry water from four major underground aquifers in southern Libya to the northern population centers. Wells punctuate the water's path, allowing farmers to utilize the water network in their fields. The Libyan government says the 26-year project, which cost $19.58 billion, and it said at the time it was nearing completion, I, I don't know... You know, did the State Department destroy it? Is it still going on? I don't know. But that article was from 2010, August of 2010. And I won't read the whole thing. It's, it's, it's pretty interesting, though. Uh, there's another website I found which talks more in detail about it, water-technology.net. And uh, I'll put all of that in the show notes. The, my point in bringing that up, though, is that there are real solutions to all of these issues. Real solutions, and we're spending all this money around the world while these are technologies that could be implemented here for the benefit of the American people. You know we can desalinize water on the coasts, pipeline them to where they need look if he can do it in the middle of the desert, you mean to tell me we can't do it here yeah I think his uh I think his
8: real crime was that he was using the water to grow food. If he had been uh, growing corn for ethanol or something like that, I bet he would have been okay. okay. But, you know, they uh, these uh, communists at the world level, they want to get everybody down to a starvation diet. Right. You know, Yeah. Absolutely. minimal meat, um, minimal milk, minimal... Uh, they they just, it's a war against people, mm-hmm. and uh,
7: food feeds people, so, you know, it's a war on farmers and ranchers. Yeah, Anonymous 2173 in the chat room says uh, he was a visionary with a water project. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. And, and then obviously he has had a lot of smarts to be able to even think of that and come up with some idea of, uh, you know, I'm sure he had a team of people working on it with him, but we're, we're 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 always led to believe that all of these people in these other countries are just a bunch of barbarians and animals, and you know uh, they do they always dehumanize the enemy.
8: Yeah, well, yeah, Muammar Gaddafi, uh, he didn't hire one of those global consultants, you know, to get him <laughs> dressed up in a suit and looking really sharp. And uh, saying the right words, the the right magic incantations to (laughs) pacify the
7: uh, global communists. Apparently, he wasn't as good enough—a good enough user of all the uh, the phraseology that the UN likes. Yeah. Oh, that's so important. So important. So he found out how unsustainable he was. Mm
9: -hmm.
7: Unsustainable, as I recall, they they shoved a a rod or something sharp up his butt. And that's what part of what Hillary Clinton was laughing about. You know, what a beast. Yeah, I know. I know. Just complete monster demon, a demon. So speaking of demons, Kellogg's company, uh, is moving closer to the achieving their equity, diversity, and inclusion goals. According to the ESG com website, uh, they have, uh, They say they're on track. Uh, Their gains have made in gender, racial representation, at the management level. And they're on track to achieve their 2025 goals for equity, diversity, and inclusion.
8: Yeah, that'll improve those (laughs) cornflakes.
7: Yeah, well, we don't buy Kellogg products in our house anymore. Uh, But, uh, you know, they're... uh, you know, there are more diversity in management roles. So, in other words, what Kellogg's is saying by promoting all of this, and, and by the way, they have a website given just to this subject, by the way, betterdays.kelloggcompany.com. Betterdays.kelloggcompany.com. Uh, it's uh, slash equity hyphen diversity hyphen inclusion is the specific page for the what they call ED&I which is just a misspelled die, right? by, by the way. Uh, they say creating a place at the table for everyone to create better days for 3 billion people.
8: Yeah, you know what? I, I don't really think I want the corporations that I buy their products. I don't think I want them engaged in social
7: issues. That's not their place. But this is the hallmark of ESG. This is why they're doing this. They're, they're, the the uh, ESG scores, environmental, social, and governance, and th- the whole point is is that they all need to be able to have good ESG scores so they can virtue signal and so that they can participate in society. And as we were talking about last week with the Corporate Equality Index, that's just another part of it all. And that, of course, is funded by the Human Rights Campaign uh, which is a George Soros funded operation. If you want is to hear that more. Human
8: Rights Foundation campaign foundation?
7: Uh, human I was ra- just
8: looking at them.
7: Yeah, they're. Uh, I don't. I'm sure they're probably a public private partnership, and uh, Human Rights Campaign is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Human Rights Campaign, and they say right on their own website that you know they thank human. Uh, they thank uh, George Soros. All that information, by the way, on last week's show, so if you want to go back and listen to last week's show, we covered that uh, a lot more. But that's hrc.org for the Human Rights Campaign. And You can go there and peruse everything they got to offer. But uh, this Kellogg company has a, an, a they have a whole, basically this whole thing is a whole website given to their so-called philanthropy programs. And uh, they talk about you know, well-being and, you know, their approach and everything talk about hunger. But they, they have a whole section on sustainability, which has to do with climate action, renewable electricity, responsible sourcing, sustainable packaging, food waste reduction, water efficiency, palm oil, deforestation, and biodiversity. So they got pages on every single one of those things. And then they have an entire section, as I said, on what they call ED&I, which other people call DEI. It's the same thing. Uh, our approach to EDI, uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion, workforce, business employee resource groups, marketplace, and supplier diversity. The point is of this DEI, or EDI, as they call it, is that they are saying overtly that they discriminate against people on the basis of skin color or other identity group. That's what they're saying. Because when you are hiring, you know, when you're bragging about hiring certain people based upon uh, their skin color, I'll just use that as an example, by that very nature, you are discriminating against other people who are qualified for the job. You should be hiring based upon who's best qualified for the position.
8: Yeah, hence the idiocracy.
7: Yeah. Don't hire qualified people. Hire people based on color or sexual status or whatever. I mean, this is yeah. how we ended up with a transportation secretary who was called Pothole Pete when he was a mayor in Indiana. Okay, this is this, and 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 you can see the outcome. We have train derailments all the time. The roads certainly aren't fixed. Uh, we have. Uh, Air, the airports are a mess. I mean, we all, we've had numerous near misses with plane collisions on the on the runways. I mean, all of this stuff is on the up, is on the rise under this transportation secretary. But he's going to get rid of the racist roads. Yeah, you can count on that. It's it's just nuts. Uh, Give an idiot a job day. That's how
8: he got his job because he is an idiot.
7: Starbucks has released its 2022 Global Environmental and Social Impact Report. Oh, boy! So that's a, that's another story there that uh, the folks at ESGnews.com, which I highly encourage you to go there. Also, European Energy partners with Novo, Nordisk, and Lego to replace fossil, fossil-based fossil materials in plastic production. So there's another thing for you to... Uh, oh, by the way, though, it was, uh, it was through the uh, Kellogg's website there's a uh, another thing there that uh I learned about through the Kellogg's website. I found the RE100. I don't know if you're familiar with this, Vicky. They describe them- themselves as a global corporate renewable energy initiative, bringing together hundreds of large and ambitious businesses committed to d- do 100% renewable electricity. Uh, And they have a a video on their website. Let's just hear a little of this.
1: RE100 is a global campaign through which multinational companies like yours commit to sourcing 100% of their electricity from renewable sources. Several hundred companies have already joined RE100, including some of the most influential businesses across the world, from IT and retail to manufacturing and heavy industry. These companies are already taking action towards their 100% targets. Businesses have an essential role to play in helping drive the energy transition and minimize climate change. Your decisions send a crucial signal to government and policymakers to accelerate the transition to renewables and move towards net zero.
13: Being part of the RE100 initiative, we can get the global insights on renewable electricity necessary to push our activities forward.
1: By joining RE100, your voice is amplified alongside hundreds of our other members, calling on governments and regulators to reduce the barriers to entry for renewables. We present a win-win message to policymakers and businesses that low-cost renewable electricity makes business sense as well as environmental sense. Our message is being heard by policymakers across the world and RE100 is now a byword for renewable energy in the Asia-Pacific markets, especially Japan and in South Korea, where a number of laws are named after RE100. Joining RE100 is also good for your brand, providing credibility and transparency to your commitment through annual reporting, which ensures that all members are held to a common standard. Our members are also given the opportunity to learn from one another to improve efficiencies, foster collaboration, and gain local market insight as we strive towards our common goal. So why not join RE100 to start your own journey to 100% renewable electricity and play your part in driving lasting change?
19: Yeah, did you,
8: did you hear that? Held to a common standard. Yeah. That's well, that's the WTO system. Um, the uh, customs union sets the standard, and then everybody has to meet it. it, it the United States needs to get out of the uh, WTO and destroy that organization, and they could do it. They could do it easily. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just, just just, by amplifying all of this stupidity that these people come up with.
7: Well, that would require people of principle to be in positions where they could do that.
8: Uh, right. People who care about humanity. Um, you know, people who care that their food is not adulterated with chemicals called vaccines mm-hmm. or... Um, Whatever it is that they put in those things, <clears throat> um, it's all, it's
7: like the world is being run by monsters. Yeah, and you heard uh, Coca Cola. Uh, you know, people talk about Coke going woke, but Pepsi is the same thing. Uh, Pepsi Co- Company launches greenhouse accelerator program. Uh, Juntos Creamios or Creamios Edition. I don't know what that is, uh, to identify and uplift emerging Hispanic-owned food and beverage startups. So, and more identity politics, uh, you know, so Coke, Coke, Pepsi, both. Folks, all these big corporations are owned by the same shareholders. You know, State Street, uh, Vanguard, uh, BlackRock. So, look it up. You'll see see what I'm telling you is true. Go to Yahoo Finance and find out who owns the shares, and you'll find those three companies at the top all of them closely allied with the Federal Reserve System. So, Yeah,
8: you know what? I, I've been thinking about that uh, Budweiser campaign. You know, back, oh, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago or so, I was watching businesses much more closely, and there was a consulting firm called McKinsey, and it seemed like every corporation that I was looking at that was failing had a CEO that was a McKinsey consultant. And I started calling them Terminator CEOs. But what I, what I was thinking about, what occurred to me, was that um, by this uh, campaign of Budweiser, what they're really doing is stealing shareholder value of yes. the corporation.
7: Absolutely. I think because shareholders- it didn't,
8: didn't really take a whole lot of brain power to figure out that if you're going to put a bunch of lavender loafer people <laughs> advertising your beer, you, you, because beer drinkers generally are, you know, like men's men. They're not, they're not the light in the loafer type. The, the um, uh, guys that are more effeminate, they generally drink wine. Mm. And so, you know, it it, it just seems to me that it is a way of theft. And also, did you hear that uh, Anheuser-Busch is no longer the family-owned Anheuser-Busch Corporation? They're owned by a multinational called uh, Incel or In-something or other. Hmm. No, I it's hadn't a, heard that. A multinational corporation. So they destroy an American corporation, and what does that do? Opens up the market for for whatever their real product is.
7: I did hear the uh, whoever the executive or person making the decision about this Mulvery Mulvany or whatever the heck that you know tranny's name was that did all this stuff within, with with uh, Bud Light. Uh, I, I did hear that that person has taken now a, a leave of absence, is how they put it.
8: <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, though, that um, the, they, uh, the damage is done. It doesn't matter what they do yes. with her. That, and any real businessman would have known what, who their market is, mm-hmm. and they would have known that that would, would fail. That that campaign would fail. We're living in the air. I, I I don't buy that they allowed some airheaded bimbo to come up with the Airy Fairy uh, commercial. We, hold on, we got the break. And
13: they didn't know what was gonna
8: happen. We'll be back.
13: But are you a little fat when you look in the mirror? How would you like to learn the secrets to lose three to five pounds a week easily without joining the gym or going through any crazy diets? It's called Body Sculpt by Med Diet. If you're ready to start losing weight right now, call right now to learn more about your risk-free order to Body Sculpt. Call for your
10: risk-free offer, 800-784-1942, 800-784-1942, 800-784-1942. That's 800-784-1942. Are you retired like me? And you just found out you owe the IRS a ton of
14: money? Well, what would your life be like if they took your retirement savings away from you? They can do it. And your property. If you owe the IRS back taxes or you haven't filed in a while, the tax relief line is here to help you. They can stop the IRS from taking your retirement savings. If you qualify, you could have your tax bill reduced to zero. That's right. If you're retired and you owe the IRS a lot in back taxes, you could have your entire tax bill reduced to zero due. The IRS has now hired thousands of new employees, so they're ready to come after you. Don't let them take your retirement savings or property. Make this free call now.
10: 800-590-4933. 800-590-4933 800-590-4933 That's 800-590-4933 Hi, I'm Stephen, a student at Hillsdale College. Here is President of Hillsdale College, Dr. Larry Arn, on the enduring importance of
7: federalism. Many in Washington today have grown so accustomed to centralized bureaucracy that they
12: think of federalism as old-fashioned, kind of like fife and drum music. Those who wrote the Constitution saw federalism as a vital principle of free government in a large republic. The
7: division of power between the federal government, state governments, and local governments would serve as an important protection against tyranny. The founders also understood that while the federal government is essential for national matters like foreign policy and defense, governments closer to the people
14: were far better suited to oversee local matters. As we see in the problems that result from centralized bureaucracy today, there's nothing out of date about the founders' argument for federalism.
2: This Constitution Minute was brought to you by Hillsdale College. To receive a free pocket constitution and declaration, go to constitutionminute.com.
10: and his family. The only thing he does have is his drug dealer. If you know Bill's story and you don't want to end up like Bill, call the Detox and Treatment Helpline right now to get away and get treatment. 800-360-0314. 800-360-0314. 800-360-0314. That's 800-360-0314.
5: Where the spooks go to find out what's really going on. This is Govern America.
7: Welcome back to the broadcast. This is Govern America. We're in the home stretch of the show, final half hour of the show to go. And, uh, you know, we were talking about food earlier, and I just want to come back to that subject here for just a moment. Uh, you know, the latest chapter in the war on food is on rice. Now rice producers in Vietnam are being pressed upon to uh, change their carbon lessen their carbon footprint.
20: What accounts for ten percent of global emissions of methane? It's not belching cows or landfills, but rice. Scientists say if the world wants to reduce greenhouse gas emissions, the staple crop cannot be ignored. Farmer Dong Van Khan has joined a scheme to recycle straw from his fields. Instead of burning it.
7: As we develop organic fertiliser, the pollution will reduce and we can benefit
4: from it. In the past, we just burned straw and made no use of it. The pollution was very high.
20: Methane is generated by bacteria that grow in flooded rice paddies and thrive if the leftover straw rots. Over time, methane traps about 80 times as much heat as carbon dioxide.
1: So rice, um, which sets them apart from other crops, has a standing water layer in the field, which means there's no exchange of air between the soil and the atmosphere so that means you have in the soil anaerobic conditions and that means there are different bacterias active in the soil than you would find in wheat or maize
20: as part of an initiative by the International Rice Research Institute Khan now removes the straw from his fields and turns it into other products earning a small income on the side
1: We can sell the straw for money. Then we can grow mushrooms and earn money from it. We can even buy the waste from mushroom plantations to turn it into organic fertilizer.
20: Under the Global Methane Pledge, Vietnam and several other major rice producers in Asia have vowed to cut emissions by 30% between 2020 and 2030. But the two largest producers, China and India, failed to sign. And while Mekong farmers like Khan have taken a step towards more sustainable farming, for now he is part of a small minority.
7: The global methane agreement.
8: Yeah, the rice is a, uh, a staple in their diet over there. Those people better be careful. Um or they could be destroying their food supply. And what about wetlands? You know, rice grows in wetlands.
9: Mm-hmm.
8: And uh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, they, Bil- uh, Bill Gates. They knows. should. They should just be really, really careful.
7: Bill Gates knows. He knows everything, Vicky. I mean, he. Yeah. He's right. a doctor. He knows about virology. He's an expert on that. He's an expert on climate change as well. Here he is at the Economic Club promoting his investments and telling you what you can and can't eat.
14: Now, a large part of the carbon we have in the atmosphere now is caused by the electricity grid, which is about 25% or so. Exactly. So um, 24%, it comes from agriculture and forestry. Why is that causing such a big increase in carbon?
0: Well, the that category... Uh, is a variety of things. When you clear land, you're taking in the carbon that's stored, say, in the trees or plants there, and you're releasing all of that, like burning the land, uh, say, in Indonesia for um, palm oil plantations. Another thing is that uh, cows and other grass-eating species uh, have a digestion system that emits methane, And methane is a very powerful greenhouse gas. And so cows alone uh, account for about 6% of global emissions. And so we need to change cows. cows, Just cows alone. Uh, How are we going to do that? Well, uh, actually, of all the categories, uh, the one that has gone better than I would have expected five years ago is this work to make what's called artificial meat. And so you have people like Impossible or Beyond Meat, both of which uh, I invested in. You eat it as well? and you like it? That's Absolutely. You, do. Uh, you can go to uh, Burger King sure he and buy does. the Impossible Burger.
14: All right. Is it healthier for you or just healthier for the atmosphere? It's,
0: it's slightly healthier for you in terms of less cholesterol. It's, of course, dramatic reduction in uh, methane emissions, You know, animal cruelty, manure management, and the pressure that meat consumption puts on
7: land use. I think the biggest manure management that we need is the stuff coming out of Bill Gates' mouth. Yeah, totally agree. That's the biggest source of methane, I think, on the planet. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, methane, folks, here's the thing. Water vapor is the biggest greenhouse gas the entire... Earth Above the earth is layered in water. That's what traps, you know, heat in the earth. There's nothing you're going to do about the greenhouse effect. This is all bull crap. You know, carbon, when there's carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, the plants get greener because they're eating more of it. Like a sponge, they soak it up. It's not a problem. They're doing this to engineer socially everything you do. So, anyway, that's the expert, though. That's expert Bill Gates. Seems like give, having money makes you an expert on everything. It's, yeah, it's well, you know what? Clinton
8: actually, Bill Clinton actually kicked off this uh, climate change um, look at farms and emissions of greenhouse gas and so forth. And I have a clip of him uh, mentioning that. Manure, you know, cows uh, release methane gas. So for like, oh, you know, 30 years, almost 30 years, um, they have been working on this. And gee whiz, I don't think it's worked. <laughs> you know? Yeah.
7: Just, well, not um, only that, but all the doom and gloom predictions that have been made over the decades. And gee, that hasn't come to fruition either. And people have been
8: growing cattle
7: for centuries. Yeah, yeah. Centuries. The earth, and the earth has been hotter than it is now. As a matter of fact, I think it's on a cold swing uh, right now. But anyway, Frito-Lay uh, has uh, expedited their 2040 net zero emissions goal with over 700 electric delivery vehicles. I think they're owned by Pepsi, if I'm not mistaken. And also GoDaddy, uh, one of your favorite companies, Vicky makes meaning and i'm saying that sarcastically uh makes makes it meaningful meaningful progress on their corporate sustainability journey so those are a couple more uh things on the esg uh news website and it's a very very important find i think for people to uh go there and uh peruse now you know all the all the talk about tiktok being a chinese trojan horse yeah <laughs> you're going to love this Go ahead. <laughs> They're thoroughly in, infiltrated by the State Department and our intelligence agencies. <laughs> the, basically, uh, the State Department is essentially running TikTok. Uh, there well, was a big write-up on this on
8: me one iota uh,
7: in Mint Press uh, News. Alan McLeod writes amid a national hysteria, claiming the popular video sharing app is a Chinese Trojan horse. A Mint Press News investigation has found dozens of ex-U.S. State Department officials working in key positions at TikTok. Many more individuals with backgrounds in the FBI, the CIA, and other departments of the national security state also hold influential, influential posts at the social media giant, affecting the content that over one billion users see. While American politicians demand the app be banned on national security grounds, try to force through an Internet Surveillance Act that would turn the country into the into an Orwellian state, make clueless statements about how TikTok is, a da- is dangerous because it connects to your Wi-Fi, it is possible that TikTok is already much closer to Washington than it is to Beijing. And they go into some detail about this, uh, including they talk about Ryan Walsh. Uh, they got his actual resume off of LinkedIn, I think, is i think is where they got it from and yeah he's he's got like escalation management lead u.s trust and safety position at tiktok from 2022 to the present and uh as you go down uh, he used to work for the website Storyful, uh which is another platform And, and then you go down a little further and he spent five years working at the u.s state department now talk about being a little odd in terms of, you know, strange bedfellows? How do you go from being a so-called diplomat at the State Department to working at a high-tech uh, social media firm? Well, global
8: <laughs> systems. You know, that's uh, the U.S. and and Europe signed up to uh, develop global systems. And that means, of course, that... Uh, China can develop apps for us to use. People in Africa can develop apps. And, um, of course, they can do it here and in Europe. So, global systems. They actually meant global systems. I I don't think our members of Congress actually understood what they were signing up for.
7: They talk about in here, uh, Mariola Janik, a left left a long and fruitful career in the government to work for TikTok, starting out at the Bureau of Western Hemisphere Affairs, Janik, Janik, became a career diplomat at the State Department before moving to the Department of Homeland Security. In September, she left the government, though, to immediately take up a position of TikTok's Trust and Safety Program Manager, a job that will inevitably include removing content and reshaping algorithms. While there is no suggestion that Janik is anything other than a model employee, Uh, the fact that the U.S. government agent... Walked into such an influential position at the social media giant should be a cause for concern. If, for instance, a high Chinese official was hired to influence what the U.S. public saw in their social media feeds, it would likely be the centerpiece of the TikTok Fuhrer currently gripping Washington. Janik is not only... A former security official working on TikTok's trust and safety team, however, between 2008 and 2021, Christian Cardona enjoyed a distinguished career at the State Department, serving in Poland, Turkey and Oman, and was in the thick of the U.S. interventionism in the Middle East. Between 2012 and 2013, he was an assistant to the U.S. ambassador in Kabul. Uh, He later left that role to become the political and military affairs manager for Iran. In the summer of 2021, he went straight from his top State Department job to become product policy manager for trust and safety at TikTok, a a position that on paper appears he appears completely unqualified for. (laughs) So it it goes on
8: and on and on. We should erase that word from our, our dictionaries. Unqualified, because it's a word that um, is no longer really meaningful doesn't, in yeah, this society. Matter. Doesn't matter. because of the whole social justice agenda.
7: Yeah, they get they get another example, uh, Katrina Veselneros, Vassil- You know, uh, there's other examples they give, but I, I think the point uh, is is very well made and good for them for noticing this and and digging into it. So that 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 article will be in the show notes uh, also. Um, in the meantime, uh, Biden is changing the definition of lawful presence uh, to give illegals welfare, basically. He's going to announce it. He's now announced his plans to change the definition of lawful presence in order for DACA recipients to receive welfare. So, you know, again, more socialist redistribution, you know, taking our money and using it against us. And, and, and by the way, Breitbart's also reporting that Bush, Obama and Clinton. They're all teaming up to fly migrants into the United States.
8: Well, you know what?
7: That really ticks
8: me off. Because when they um, signed on to the WTO, it was free trade in goods and services. Open borders for commerce. Yeah. Well, you know, the illegals are just acting in commerce. There you go. But nobody nobody really uh, talks about it in those terms because it would give away the game to the American people.
7: Yeah. A non governmental organization founded by former presidents Bill Clinton, George W. Bush, and Barack Obama. Gee, I thought they were supposed to be uh political rivals. Nope. And backed by a litany of multinational corporations, there's your ESG folks, is teaming up with the American Express Global Business Travel to fly migrants into the United States. The NGO is called Welcome U.S. Welcome dot U.S. Was initially- oh man that, that that term welcoming,
8: welcoming communities, welcoming city, welcoming, welcoming, welcoming. Yeah, look for that. You know, on all the all the uh, on your municipal website, see if you're a welcoming city, because it's an invitation for this international racket of importing people into the United States that mostly happen to be just military age males. Um, that that's a program of that insurgency.
7: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, they're rolling out the welcome mat and you folks are the welcome mat. They're wa- they're walking on <laughs> you. <laughs> they're walking on you. Okay? Uh-huh. That that's how this works. But uh this uh, NGO, as I said, welcome.us was initially launched to work with President Joe Biden's administration in resettling some 85,000 Afghans across the United States in 2021 and 2022. And uh, for its Afghan operation, the NGO helped fly close to 20,000 Afghans to American communities funded by millions raised from donations and supported by corporate backers like Walmart, Airbnb, and the
8: And how many and of our Times. soldiers were killed by friendly fire? <clears throat>
7: You know, they
8: uh, w- which is the uh, Afghans that they were training to be police and and whatever, um, and they they shot our guys who were training them.
7: And how many of them are going to be? Uh, how many Americans are going to be killed by all these uh, terrorists that they're bringing into the country under the guise of resettling? Keep in mind, Chapter Seven of Agenda Twenty-One, listeners, is. Every country has to develop and implement resettlement programs, okay, to to address the specific problem of displaced populations in their respective countries, okay. Mm-hmm. So displaced populations, uh, including wars, you know, other things, famines, natural disasters that may or may not be natural. Uh, yeah, and diseases. when
8: I when I started researching refugee resettlement. Um, the guy that was the head of the UN's uh, refugee agency or bureau or whatever where, whatever it is, Office of uh, the High Commissioner on Refugees, mm-hmm. um, his name was Antonio Guterres. I researched him. He uh, was a longtime member of the Socialist International, which is really communist. And now he is uh, Secretary General of the United Nations.
7: Yeah. So, so there you go. So,
8: so the UN, the UN system is being run
7: by communists. This uh, welcome us and this whole effort is helped backed by Walmart, Airbnb, the New York Times, the Business Roundtable, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, Starbucks, the Was- Washington Post, Goldman Sachs, Goodwill Industries, Microsoft, Chobani. Uh, and the NGO also has ties to, of course, your, our good friend George Soros, as as members of his Open Society Foundation, sit on the group's National Welcome Council. And now they're teaming up, this NGO is teaming up with open borders groups like Miles for Migrants, as well as... American Express Global Business Travel to fund flights to American communities for migrants from Cuba, Haiti, Venezuela, Ukraine, and Nicaragua. Huh.
8: All countries that, as I recall, in the past were uh, going through commun were either communist or going through communist revolutions.
7: Yeah, or Nazi stuff in the case of Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, you know, certainly this is not the people they're going to be bringing here are probably not going to be good people. I'm guessing because the whole point is destabilization uh, of the United States and, and, and more crime, more crime. Everything is, you know, the, the the Democrats were defunding the police and, and, and now all across the country, now we have massive, massive crime waves, uh, everywhere. It's, it's, it's really unbelievable. Uh, they're from coast to coast. Vicky, is it's going on all over? They're just
11: hours away now from a curfew taking uh, place in Chicago's Millennium Park, right downtown, smack in the middle of that city. The city's police is, uh, say that they are bracing for potential unrest, more unrest this weekend after hundreds of teens took to the street that, streets there last weekend. Two people, remember, were shot in that mayhem.
16: The department planning to deploy more officers to the popular park, but many question if that will be enough to stop possible chaos from happening again.
11: That rising crime forcing some people to pack their bags and just
15: leave town. It's just not worth it anymore. The the danger. We're we're a very safety oriented company uh, and we can't put up with it any longer.
11: The teen violence happening not only in Chicago, but at our nation's capital. Headline after headline, kids as young as 14 years old committing crimes, including carjackings.
16: And police are struggling to crack down on all of it. A brand new concern for police there as they struggle with staffing. Let's get to Lucas Tomlinson. She's live. He's live in Washington, rather, on the shrinking police force here in the district. Lucas. Officials say that fewer cops on the
19: beat means crime goes up here in the nation's capital and elsewhere. Earlier, we spoke to the head of D.C police union crime has been out of control uh the there's not enough police officers to respond to the crime you know our response times have gone up uh the investigative personnel that has to investigate these cases is is overwhelmed and understaffed uh and we're not able to catch the bad guys that are that are causing a lot of this crime the D.C. police force, now the smallest it's been in 50 years, John. Officers are leaving faster than they can be replaced. D.C.'s police chief says he could lose 200 more by the end of the year. While D.C.'s mayor says she wants more cops on the street, Chief Conti recently said that's going to be very challenging. Let's take a look at those D.C. crime stats as of this morning. Homicide is up 27 percent. Sex abuse up 47 percent. Motor vehicle theft, car theft has doubled. Total crime now up 25 percent this year compared to last. Now, the- rise in killings comes on top of last year's highs something the city has not seen in 20 years we recently learned the u.s attorney here in dc appointed by president biden declined to prosecute nearly 70 percent of those arrested last year we spoke to virginia's attorney general next door about this earlier
17: the single most effective way to lower gun violence and violent crime is to actually arrest and prosecute repeat violent offenders uh, that has worked every time it has been tried.
19: This week, the Republican-controlled House of Representatives voted to block a crime bill from the D.C. City Council because the police union says it was soft on crime and anti-police expect crime to be a major issue in 2024. All
11: right, now to the city of Portland, where the newest fast food restaurant is already a victim of crime there before <laughs> it's even opened. Headline after headline touted Shake Shack's debut there in Portland, the mayor even setting to cut out a, a cut, a, having a ribbon-cutting ceremony on Monday, but Vandal struck just days before the grand opening. There's already a boarded up window after someone smashed right through it.
16: And just down the street, outdoor retailer REI announcing that it is packing up and leaving downtown Portland after 20 years after struggling with rising crime. In a statement to local outlets, the company says, quote, last year, REI Portland had its highest number of break-ins and thefts in two decades, despite actions to provide extra security.
7: Isn't that incredible? (laughs)
16: <laughs> yeah,
8: and and uh, what happens when people leave um, because of violence, of course, property values go way down, so they lose money on the property as they're on their way out. <sighs> the, I, you know, don't people understand this is war? These are strategies of war in the context of everything else. And I, I am just so disgusted. With our city, state, and federal officials, the Congress, because they don't recognize these things that are happening as strategies of war. But when you just, you know, go down the list, tick them off, you know, it's too many to be a coincidence.
7: Yeah. Uh, You know,
8: and what that guy said, uh, policing works, huh? What do you know? <laughs> yeah. Who would have figured that out?
7: Yeah, what a revelation! In the waning moments of the broadcast, I just wanted to uh, mention also that uh, Fox News has uh, reached a settlement with Dominion, the election company, uh, for seven hundred seventy-seven or seven hundred eighty-seven million five hundred thousand dollars. So it's seven eighty-seven point five million dollars. Uh, so, you know, the, the message is clear. It's not okay to raise questions about elections and election systems. You know, all of these election companies sh- should be forced to open up their products to public scrutiny if you're going to have election systems in the first place. I, I'm all in favor of going back to paper ballots myself. But uh, anyway, the, the, too, at the very least, that, the code should not be I- proprietary. The
8: idea that open source offers any security is just stupid. Well, no, this is it's closed being source. From-
7: I, huh? I, I think open source is the way to go. So that well, no, because,
8: because if you look at source code, <clears throat> there's no guarantee that that source code is what's going to be executed. Because you can do, you know, source code has to be compiled, turned into machine language, but good programmers can do a hot patch on uh, executable code. Yeah. They can change the executable code, so what you mm-hmm. look at it as open source, there's no guarantee that that's what's going to be executed.
7: I just want to go back to paper ballots and forget code altogether. I think that's, that's the, only, the, way, the only way you can make this stuff secure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so uh, okay, to leave people on a positive note. Uh, the <laughs> yeah. federal judge just blocked Biden's controversial Waters of the United States regulations. So that's that's something good, and and the Texas legislature, the Texas Senate, has just a, enacted a ban on diversity, equity, and inclusion in public universities. So that's something that people can uh, can also uh, you know be be encouraged about, I guess, for lack of a better. That, of that's pretty-
8: the best news I've heard in quite a while.
7: Yeah. So maybe I should end it there before we go off. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, start. don't say another word. <laughs> that's right. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for being with us. Keep your chin up. There's always things positive happening in the world. We're put here for a reason. You know, this is a this life is a testing ground. It's something for us to get through. Like my like my grandma, my late grandma used to say, that we have to endure it to the end. You know, and, and that's what we're doing here every day on Governor America and every day in America is enduring to the end, pushing forward to the other side, uh, and doing what we can to make a difference while we're here. And I think that's the way to go. Thank you, Vicki. As always, appreciate everything you do. Uh, thank you, thank listeners, you, for thank being you. with us every, every week. We love you. And we hope you'll join us back here next week. Same time, same outlet. Pray for this republic. Do what you can to restore it. God bless each and every one of you. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye.